We are certainly in no shortage of options when it comes to shopping. And honestly, that's kind of become part of the experience. Wading through a sea of choices, the excitement of finding that one thing that checks all your boxes, the thrill of the hunt. But are you getting the thrill of the best deals? Because at the end of the day, even the perfect purchase can be made even better with great deals. And that's where Rakuten comes in. Rakuten helps you get the brands you love with the most savings and cash back. You can start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Levi's, Kiehl's, and Petco, and even stack sales on top of cash back. It's easy to use, and you get your cash back through PayPal or check. The concept is simple. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers, and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back. It's truly a win-win, because you can shop all these amazing brands in one place and save money while you do it. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Who among us doesn't enjoy a good mystery? And especially when solving it means that I get to bring out my competitive side, even if it's just me against the clock, I just can't wait to uncover all the secrets. So June's Journey is a game that is completely up my alley, and I think you'll love it too. In June's Journey, a hidden object mystery game, you play as June Parker, who's on a quest to solve her sister's murder and uncover her family's many secrets. Each chapter brings you deeper into the story, and it's set in the Roaring Twenties, so beyond uncovering clues, you get to experience the glitz and glamour of the time. June's Journey is definitely not a game I play mindlessly, which I love because I get genuinely invested and a lot of it is a race against time, so there's a little fun added pressure of trying to find the clues as quickly as you can in each scene. There are also tons of ways to customize the island that you're on, learn more about the characters, and then new chapters are added weekly, so you really can't run out of things to explore. So if you think you're up to solve this case, download June's Journey for free today on iOS or Android or play on PC through Facebook games. June needs your help, detective. Oh, Tony, baby, you're a mess. Uh? Thank Grimes, it's Tuesday. It's time for Trend Lightly. Are you ready? The trending news podcast for anyone who is literally not an absolute virgin. <laughs> extremely online, extremely clueless, Horny for Bitcoin? Oh, baby. You're in the right place. Now it's time to meet your host, the Irish-American Tornado and the real Princess of Wales. We are back. Molly McAleer and Tiffany Maddox. Welcome back, everyone, to Trend Lightly. It's me, Tiffany Scott Maddox, and with me, as always, my lovely co-host, Molly McAleer. Hey, Molls. Hi, honey. Barely hanging on right now. I've been reading the Vanderpump Rules subreddit mm. for two days mm. in the dark. Yeah. Which is fine. I, I, you know, I needed to relax anyway. But this has been, oof. I mean, that's a, before you even ask, that's the about extent to my week that I'm willing to talk about, you know? So, <laughs> how are you doing, friend? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. I had a little visitor this week. It was a small dog boy by the name of Sid. Is that the same dog that you posted on your story not that long ago? Yes. And you know what's really funny is he kind of looks a little bit like my dog. And from certain angles, I don't think you'd be able to tell it was a different dog if you're not intimately um, familiar with, not intimately familiar with the dogs. Oh God. But if you're not that familiar with the, with the dogs. But he was so sweet. He's such a good boy. He was a little elderly fellow. He's got a little bit of a hunchback. And oh. he's just so sweet. 
feet. Oh, and he pisses on his own happen? feet. I don't know. Oh. Yeah. How does a hunchback happen on a dog? Was he standing up too tall? I, you know what? I think it's because he's a terrier and terriers like they're, they've always got their nose to the ground. Yes. So I imagine it's just like the nature of the position you're in for a very long time. He has cell phone neck. He does. He has tech neck. Yeah. <laughs> so relatable. <laughs> Me too. Me too, buddy. He, so he pees on his feet. He's just, he's just an older boy. He is. He is. And he's very sweet, even though he has kind of a grumpy looking face, but he's very sweet. And we had a lovely time. He came for one night and we had lots of cuddles. I, I let him on the sofa. He could sit on his blanket. And then I got a bit worried in the night that he would be scared in a different place. And so I made him a little bed at the end of my bed. And then we had a little cuddle together. Aww, God know. bless. I know. He's such a lucky boy. Snuggle buddies. Yeah. I love that. I'm glad you had an animal friend. I'm watching Pigeon. She's still, we've been talking for a little bit before we start, she's still discovering her paws through a shadow right now in the, in the hallway, which is very cute and not helping my fears that I have black mold in my house. Mm. I will tell you that. That's not helping my fears. I, I Yeah, the rain has been brutal, dude. The rain has been brutal. Well, the rain stopped, but it just has had some not so nice lingering effects on the home. Right. And... Yes, like just not so not so nice effect. Did you know? I mean, speaking speaking of the weather, there were like tornado warnings in Texas this week, and Billy got an email from his job to say, "Go home now. Don't be on the road. Like the storm is going to hit at approximately this time. You know, get to get to a safe place." And then he got home, and Alexa told him that there was a storm on the way. There was a tornado warning. And then when I called him, there was a, like an alert on his phone to say, you know, extreme weather warning. And then the tornado siren started going off. And it really freaked me out because for some reason that week, all week, I had been on tornado talk. Oh, right. And like, sometimes I just, sometimes I just have to get into storm chasing, you know, like when you go on YouTube and you just have to watch six hours of storm chasing. Yeah. And I think I had done that. I'd seen one particularly devastating tornado video. And then of course, like Billy was at home and there were these sirens going off. I was really scared. And then he was really scared and he's not, well, he wasn't really scared, but he was pretty scared. And he's not that bad with weather because he lived in Miami for so long and he's just used right. to you know, hurricanes, as he likes to say, he's like, I lived through Andrew. This is nothing. So right, like, right, right. <laughs> he's like a secret meteorologist, but it was, it was weird. And I was like, oh no, the algorithm, <laughs> it's telling me what's going to happen, but he's fine. Good. Yeah. No, I mean, it's hard a, a little bit, right? Like I, I feel like based off of what I know of tornadoes, which is very little, I've never been in one, uh, never seen one except for on video and, of course, the movie Twister. Pigeon, please, honey. Sorry, she's, like, vibrating on the microphone. And then, if not that, she's trying to eat the wire. Hey, baby, come on. I This is my job. <laughs> Mommy's at work. I know. Mommy's at work. But, yeah, no. It, like, the thing with tornadoes, right, is that you really only see the bad ones. You never see the ones that are, like, you know, maybe just miss the house or whatever. I think I've seen a couple of those. But it's always the, you know, the devastation after that you see or like the one crazy white man that's willing to stand on his porch way too long. Uh-huh. 
those are classic too. But <gasps> yeah, I'm I'm glad that uh, I'm glad that everything is okay. Yeah, that's very scary. I'm very sensitive. I think to tornadoes, having grown up in the era of Twister, and there's something really visceral about the way that they look in a way that I think other storms, I think tornadoes and tsunamis both have like disaster movie vibes to them. Yeah. Here's something really fucked up. So there was this guy on YouTube that I used to be friends with back in the day when I used to make YouTube videos. Very, very sweet boy. Really, really kind, made really funny videos, came from kind of a wealthy family and he died on his way to his graduation in a tornado. Oh my God. Where is he from? Kansas. Again? Oh, that's really sad. Mm -hmm. He he basically got pulled out of the car through the sunroof and his dad was in the car with him and his dad was fine. His dad survived, but he, yeah, he was on his way oh. either to or from his graduation and he was pulled out of the car and he was- No seatbelt? Uh, I don't know. I'm not sure. It was a Hummer, I think. But anyway, he was he was missing for days. I remember the like the search happening, like an unfolding online and lots of people kind of knew him and knew who he was and were like very concerned. And then, you know, and then they found him a few days later and he had sadly passed. His high school graduation? Yeah. Oh, Christ. I know. I know. What are the odds? Yeah, no, that's something that definitely tinges your, tinges your viewpoint for sure. Mm. Oh, that's so sad. I know. Well, shout out. Should we link his old page or something? Yeah, it's really, it's actually quite sweet because if you go back to it, like I, I still get notifications because we're still Facebook friends on his birthday and then on the anniversary of his death and like everybody always goes to his pages and just like shows huge amounts of love. And I think, funnily enough, I think his sister started vlogging a few years ago and is actually doing pretty well on YouTube. I think she does like beauty stuff, but she's always done lots of videos about him. It's, uh, it's 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 like bittersweet tragedy but yeah we will link his page his name is wildebeest i am wondering do you want your instagram and facebook to stay up after you're no longer with us i do but you know what's oh god this is the timing of this is fantastic because the other day i logged into facebook for the first time in forever i never ever do and there was a notification <laughs> from facebook saying make plans for when you pass like who do you want to assign custody of your facebook no. page to and i was like do you know something i don't yeah that is weird i i'm not on facebook my i've been locked out of my page for a while which is fine like it's one of those things that i think they'll let me back in if i really try uh-huh but i'm not interested in trying so much right now but yeah i uh i wouldn't know who i trust to do that for like my whole life. I mean, I guess it would be Christina, mm -hmm. but I also like don't want to put that on someone to run my memorial page. Right. I, I did it to Hannah. <laughs> so, and it sends them a notification. And I don't actually, I think I had to turn it off because I was like, I think it had popped up and it was late at night. And I didn't want Hannah to get a message to say, Tiffany Maddox has assigned you to be the guardian of her like posthumous page when she dies do you accept or something because then I, hannah would have been concerned because of course she would right imagine getting that message in the middle of the night yeah no that's actually i would take that the wrong way uh-huh oh okay so did so did she accept well we haven't talked about it but <laughs> she does listen to the podcast so if she does hannah surprise <laughs> surprise <laughs> 
you have inherited a Facebook page. Yes. I mean, I guess part of me wonders too, like, I mean, I hope I live longer than Facebook. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I don't actually really even hope I live that long. That's just how bad I want Facebook to, <laughs> to end. <laughs> yeah. But, you yeah, know, by the way, another buyer beware. So, you know, remember Bruce the Goose, right? Mm-hmm. So I still have Bruce. I have not bought the beans to fill him yet. They're expensive. The beans just to fill Bruce would be like $45. And I'm like, how much money do I want to put into Bruce? But I have committed to this solving a big problem in my life, which is the back aches at my ex-boyfriend's house because of the dent in his couch, okay? So I was like just online the other day and I saw a pair of slippers that were on Twitter and it was like a friend of mine had retweeted them and been like, these are really cute. And I was like, they are really cute. So I clicked on the website and I started to think about like, I started to like, you know, I put them in my cart and then I like poked around on the website for a little bit. And I went to my cart and it was like, you can pay with PayPal. And I was like, okay, that's easy. I wound up not buying them because the shipping was twice the cost of, or like, sorry, half the cost of the slippers. And I'm just like, it's not. This was like, I was in when it was $25. Now that we're in the $39 area, Mm -hmm. I'm not so interested. So I I left my cart, right? So I'm at the bar that night, my one time a month that I go to a bar, and my cart is declined for $32. And like the bartender's so sweet that he like whispers it to me. And I was like, I was like, wait, what? I was like, what? And he was like, your card was declined. And I was like, no. And my friend's like, Molly, like, just go check your phone or whatever. Like, you probably got a Bank of America thing saying that your card was hacked into. So I go check my phone. Sure enough, it is the same fucking Chinese drop shipping website that Bruce came from. (gasps) And they had just charged me for these slippers, even though I never bought them. Oh, my God. And I was, yeah, I mean, to say that I was dismayed was, I mean, we really have to watch out for them. I had to call Bank of America and have the whole website just completely blocked so that if I ever even accidentally click on anything adjacent to it, it'll send me back to where I belong, which is not (laughs) shopping there. (laughs) But uh, yeah, I mean, it's embarrassing to be on the phone with your bank and they're like, I mean, this is the second time in recent history that I've had to be like, oh, um, so I like clicked on a link. <laughs> but that's a, just a like little buyer beware for you because it's the same thing. And I wish I could remember the name of it. Let me see if I can find out the name. I was truly shook when I saw that it was the same exact thing. Hold on. Nighted Sales, N-I-G-H-T-E-D sales.com. Not approved. <sighs> not approved and so it's just a little it's a little worrisome don't even go on there oh oh, i feel like it's a virus oh i'm on that you know what i mean you are yeah (laughs) you see what i mean where it's like no i didn't shop at this like men's necklace company or whatever (laughs) whatever it is like if i if i wanted to buy a necklace for a man it certainly wouldn't be from that website but truthfully i just don't think i want to buy men's necklaces what were the slippers were they the smiley face slides 
No, they were um, they had strawberries on them. <gasps> oh, cute! You know I like anything with fruit. You know that. I mean, you know how I am. I enjoy my produce, <laughs> and I love to. I don't know. There's something very wholesome about it to me. I just love. I love. I love. A, I love a piece of fruit. I don't know or vegetable too. I just. Li- I just think uh, it's some of nature's finest work. I love this website. Yeah. This is such a one-stop shop. It's like. Hi, I need to buy a menstrual relief pad, a bad boy turned good t-shirt, and a (laughs) a long cuddle companion. Where would I find such a thing? Oh, on Nighted Sales. Sure. Do they have a long cuddle companion? Yeah. That's on the front page. Okay, so wait. So, oh, I'm way deeper. Oh, no. Okay. So they don't even have, guys, don't don't buy into it. The weighted plushie, they are not weighted. Got to weight them yourself. But don't go there. Don't guys don't even go. I feel like we're selling this in a way, but I want I can't stress to you guys enough how much I don't want you on nightedsales.com. <laughs> also, this is how you get cursed is like they're selling rose quartz. Guys, this is how you get cursed is you don't buy cur- like, you know, I'm OK, actually, if you buy some crystals online. Right. Like, obviously, the ideal would be to go and have some emotional connection mm-hmm. with this shit or whatever they say. Right. But the the crystals on nightedsales.com are this is not this is not good. I am looking through this. I mean, really, they've got so many. There's another they've got another goose on here named Ezekiel. Who the fuck is Ezekiel? He's not Bruce, I'll tell you that much. They've got some knockoff Ugg boots. I feel like we're selling nighted sales. Fuck. Okay. I'm gonna click out. This episode is brought to you by Knighted Sales. Don't even. Because, like, <laughs> listen, I'll, uh, I'll do some shady ad reads, but this is not one of them. Guys, I promise you that if Knighted Sales ever approaches us, we are not going to, we're not going to, I'm going to be really strict about that. Wait, we're going to add wait. that to the list with handguns in the military. <laughs> things that I'm not going to promote. But yeah, no. So, Okay. Let's get into it, babe. Let's do it. We've got a fucking show. I just I, to anyone who's listening, t- yes, we're going to cover Tom Schwartz and Ariana. It's probably in our title, the affair between Tom and Raquel. That's going to be our last story. So if you're looking for that, I don't know. Fast forward three and a half hours, <laughs> <laughs> and you'll, you'll hear what we have to say. But starting off, it's been a year since Womblands. God. It feels like it's been a decade, doesn't it? And, and in some ways, times time just really flies, but in other ways, it feels like Womblands is so behind us. Mm. I, I honestly, if you'd have asked me to chart where Womblands happened on a map, I would have said two months into the big start of the pandemic. Right, right. No, it feel it does feel that long ago. But then they wouldn't have been famous if right. there hadn't been a, a pandemic. For so many of these rotating characters in our lives, they wouldn't have become famous i wonder if what is the name of this one the of the Womland person who was who oh was, chelsea hart chelsea and hart. modern warrior did chelsea ever go on her stand-up tour uh, you know i was thinking to myself uh, as i was 78 pages into the bravo reddit this morning that i should probably look and see what chelsea's up to mm-hmm. i'm sure she went on her tour i mean there's got to be at least you know I'm very confused about the tour thing because I was just, I come from a different time of booking rooms and stuff. It's called like, I am Chelsea Hart or something is her thing. But 
it's like expensive to rent a room to afford flights and hotels for each city. I mean, I've been in some rooms where I'm like, every single person here must have bought a meet and greet ticket or this is not profitable. Mm -hmm. But I feel like Chelsea could drum up a good, especially in some of those cities, the way we were talking about like Dalia or whatever, where it's like, yeah, I'm sure if you go to like some random town in like Kentucky, like you're going to sell out a room because no one goes there. Mm. I just found something interesting. Mm -hmm. I didn't know Chelsea had lived or was living in London and has a Mandy.com profile, which is like, you know, for actors. It's for characters? Uh, for actors. Oh, for actors. So is that like, like, what would be the equivalent of that? I only know the, I only know the British ones because that's the ones that I've used for casting. Spotlight is another one. I don't know if that's international, but it's like where you put your, you know, you put up your headshots and you put up your, <laughs> you put up your skills, accents, dialects. Uh, wow. Oh, uh, okay. So in, in Chelsea's Mandy.com profile, they are identifying as female. I've just noticed that on their Instagram, they're non-binary. I wonder if Mandy has non-binary options. Apologies for misgendering. Oh, here are some of the accents. American, Croatian. <laughs> I will say that she can definitely do some voices. I think that that's where her talent lies, is sort of this... I mean, fabricated voices in one way or another, right? Like, do you remember her, the whole Womblands speech? We'll link our episode to this back in the day in our show notes. This whole episode and every episode, always go check out our show notes. But what I've put together for our last story today is I'm actually concerned that I'm going to have to cut some the way I did with Kidney Gate. It's very long. We'll, we'll link our episode there. But she just, uh, she's performative. You know what I mean? So uh -huh. I'm not surprised that she... She I, she used to live over there to do theater, I think, like back in the day. Oh, well, now this is making me think, imagine if I was to run into Chelsea in the UK, what would I do with myself? But then, as we're going to talk about a little bit later, it seems like I live in constant fear of running into Chelsea's in the street in the UK. Would you? Okay, so I'll, I'll be the first to admit, I'm not, you know, I'll never fake it to your face in real life if I like know you in any way. But I have been known to, in the presence of a D-list celebrity that's like a fun person to get a selfie with, I have been known to be like, oh, I'm a huge fan. <laughs> Which I think is generally harmless. And like, if you're a D-list celebrity, you're probably just really excited someone cares, you know? Mm -hmm. But, and one time Ed and I paid, I think it was $15 each to go to a party with Shayna Mokler at a Fiesta Cantina or something like that. So... You know, we've been known to also pay to go go into these things. But yeah, like, I mean, it's just for me, that's the thing. Would If you saw Chelsea Hart, would you ever go up and be like, wow, love your stuff. Can I get a pick? No. No, actually, I tell you what, I would maybe do it for you. And then I would send it to you just as a treat for you. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, it's not to go like super wide with. Like maybe yeah. I'd post it on TikTok or something, but it wouldn't be. But I wouldn't do like story time. Here's the time that I <laughs> lied to that Womblands loser. I mean, because ultimately at the end of the day, I do think that whatever they were going through was some sort of crisis, whether that be in reality or in whatever reality they particularly believe in. Oh, by the way, we have not said, and I don't even have in our notes that the woman julia who thought that she might be madeline mccann her family came out and said that she is not madeline mccann mm -hmm. they also did not 
agree to do a DNA test, which I thought was a little weird. Someone in the one of the comment sections be like, I don't know, maybe like her family did murder someone, but she's not Madeline McCann. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. I'm like, that's like a really super casual way to process this information. But yeah, um, she's not. It, it appears that she is not Madeline McCann. Fair. Yeah. I think that she does think she is, though. Oh, for sure. I think she thinks she is. Or that she could be another missing person. But I don't, I mean, who knows? We all have, we also all have interesting personalities in our families when, you know, everyone's got a cousin or something. Uh-huh. That you're like, wow, you're kind of different. Did you see this rumor that Pete Davidson and Ice Spice were dating? I did. I did. I saw it trending on Twitter. And I honestly, I didn't, I, I, it sort of passed me by just because I was like, yeah, I mean, kind of checks out, I guess. So, Ice Spice, I know, is like blown up more recently, right? I saw a couple interview clips saying that like Drake approached her or whatever when she released some song. And I, I thought because Lil Nas X went as her for Halloween that she couldn't possibly be anyone with any sort of legitimacy or maybe was like a flash. And I thought she was maybe a flash on the pan meme mm-hmm. or something. Did you, were you familiar with Ice Spice? Only that I kept hearing the name Ice Spice. And in particular, I kept hearing kids talking about her on on TikTok. And that I had seen actually a really horrible clip of Matty Healy from the 1975 and some other people on a podcast making some pretty derogatory comments about her. That was, it like sort of juxtaposed with her talking about how much she loved the 1975. And it felt really mean spirited. And kind of gross that they were doing that. It was kind of like racially charged as well. Like it didn't like oh. it, yeah, it was, it was horrible. So I think like for that reason, I was like, I was immediately very defensive, and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna stream Ice Spice now because you said that. So, so I gotta ask you a question because like I know the 1975 as the band where Carly Kloss and Taylor Swift possibly made out at their concert. Sure, that's that's <laughs> how I know the 1975 Kissgate. But I saw a clip of him, the singer. I know he was being weird um, on tour, right? That's what everyone was saying. He was like making out with fans and eating raw meat and, you know, things like attention-seeking behavior, Mm -hmm. which could be cool if he was cool. But I just, it seems to be that the popular opinion is that he's very much not. I, I guess like he had done this interview where he was talking about how Liam and Noel Gallagher need to just stop fighting. They put out like two amazing records. And to this day, like all people want is to see the two of them perform. And it's pathetic that the two of them can't get over their drama to just perform and make new music. Because Liam, you know, Liam's at the point where I think he's got it figured out. It seems Liam has a bunch of ghostwriters now that basically write songs in Liam Gallagher font. Mm-hmm. And some of the new stuff is great. I really, you know, Oasis is one of my favorite bands and has been since I was, you know, probably 11 years old or something. But he was saying like, you know, he's saying that and I just got I got really pissed because I was like, I don't know who this little fuck is except for Kissgate. But like if there's one thing I believe in it's that the Gallagher brothers should be allowed to be mad at each other. Mad at each other publicly, <laughs> drag it. I don't care if they fight till they die. Mm-hmm. Like you always would hope, right, that maybe they'd reconnect on some level. But ultimately, I like that they, as people, as celebrities, 
they stand for something and it's that they fucking hate each other's guts. <laughs> they do. Yeah, it's very true. And have it like, you know, so much passion. It's it's kind of unbelievable to think about. Like it always comes down to, don't you think, with siblings, it's something about snacks usually. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And I think it's kind of like that. Like it might have started over a broken toy or something as children. And ever since then. But mm. you know, I, I learned this about my I, maybe I was the last to know this, but I too was very heavily on Matty Healy Tour Talk for a period, 1975 Tour Talk. And quite a lot of semi viral sounds came out of that, some of which are really funny, in particular Matty Healy saying things with the mic with the auto tune voice. So there's the one where he's like, fuck you guys, not you guys, didn't mean you guys, which is actually a good, it's a good TikTok sound. And there's one where he's right. like, don't throw menthols on this stage, don't throw menthols. Which I think is probably the best song he's ever written, truthfully. But yeah, I was I was heavily on that for a little while. And I was like, who is this guy? Like, where did this come out of? And then I found out this is gonna mean nothing to you, Molly, but I don't know for any of our UK listeners, tell me if you knew this. Matty Healy's mother is Denise Welsh. Denise Welsh was a is a she's still alive, is a former soap opera actress in like the UK's longest running most beloved soap coronation street and then she is also a panelist on loose women which is the uk equivalent of the view but right many steps <laughs> removed and, and lower brow like it's, the talk yeah it's if such a thing is possible i mean loose women is it always gives me depression because it reminds me of like being home from school and not watching anything good on tv but anyway yeah that's matty healy's mum and that kind of blew my mind because I saw them in a TikTok or something and I was like, what the fuck? That is crazy. It's like finding out that like, I don't know, someone's mom is like Lisa Rinna or something. <laughs> like someone's famous, but like, and you're like, what the fuck? Yeah, no, exactly. Oh, actually, that's really interesting because that is like, I don't know. I think that that's like a Nepo baby. If I, if I can get behind that a little bit, if I will, like if Sonny Hostin's baby became famous, her son, what's his name? She always talks about him. It's not Martin, but it's like a it's a name that's very proper and like she always calls him by it fully like there's no nickname or anything. But wait, Maddie Healy, I think that I initially started going on that Oasis rant to say that that's my beef with him because it's what I know of him. But hasn't he done other things that are sort of like microaggressions? Hasn't he always done that sort of thing? Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm not too up on the law, but I've heard little compilation clips of him being not particularly nice with these microaggressions and that I spy stuff. I mean, when I was listening to that clip back, it, it was, I think, the other people on the podcast that were encouraging it, but they were making some kind of like, they were doing a voice, uh, which was not oh. cool. Yeah, it was, it was just like, it was gross. Some people shouldn't be allowed microphones. And you know what they should do with the microphones? Give them to us so we can have more microphones. That's what I say. Here's a question. And this is, I don't know. I mean, you know, pardon my fucking whiteness. But do you think that at a certain point, there's a difference between doing like a voice, you know, the way that I imagine that you mean that or like a great impression? Because I feel like someone like Ice-T is like almost fair game because he has such a specific cadence. Right. But... Or maybe like Chris Rock, who we'll also mention a little bit. Like, like it's almost like that's a Chris Rock impression, right? Yes. But is it is that okay to do? 
Well, I think that's, I think the intent of that is to kind of send up the person as a whole, as opposed to like, to to mocking their, their race and background. So I think like, if you can do a, a, a really like bang on impression of someone, if the idea is like, here is this complete person, then it's like, it's a, it's just a different kettle of fish to just making like a reductive racially charged stereotype. Yeah, you're right. Wait, what's the street name? Coronation Street? Coronation Street. That's the most British thing I've ever heard. Like, that sounds like, <laughs> honestly, that is such an unsexy title. Like, it's so, yeah, I mean, is that sexy to you? <laughs> no. <laughs> I wouldn't say that, like, Days of Our Lives is, like, sexy, but I mean, I guess I'm also thinking of it because I'm coming at it as someone who's probably passively watched that show since I was five years old or something but days of our lives has like this sort of like brooding passion to it yeah yeah. yes whereas uh coronation street sounds like a pbs program yeah and the soundtrack to it the soundtrack what is the word that i'm trying to say what is the the theme (gasps) it makes me feel kind of anxious because it makes me think This episode is sponsored by Factor. Eating better is easy with Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted and dietitian approved Pop your Factor meal in the micro for just two minutes and it's ready to go. No prep, no mess, no dishes to scrub. Factor's flexible when it comes to your schedule, so you can get as much or as little as you need and pause or reschedule it at any time. Each week, you can choose from over 35 meal options, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. I've been doing the Keto meals because they don't include wheat. And even though I've never been a Keto head before, I have to say that the meals are so filling. Normally, I'm still a little hungry after dinner, but after a factor dinner, I've been completely satisfied all the way up until bed. Not to mention that it's a lot cheaper than ordering deliveries several days a week because I'm starving and didn't plan my grocery shopping better. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good after a long day. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash trend50 and use code trend50 to get 50% off. That's code trend50 at factormeals.com slash trend50 to get 50% off. As a podcast network, our first priority has always been audio and the stories we're able to share with you. But we also sell merch and organizing that was made both possible and easy with Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell and grow at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. They have an all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system, so wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. Shopify has allowed us to share something tangible with the podcast community we've built here, selling our beanies, sweatshirts, and mugs to fans of our shows without taking up too much time from all the other work we do to bring you even more great content. And it's not just us. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Shopify is also the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. 
Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash realm, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash R-E-A-L-M now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash realm. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. I can hear it in the other room. Someone, like, kind of, or even through the walls. Um, and I'm a child and I'm being forced to sit and listen to it. It's like, it It sounds like, honestly, it sounds like Sunday night and I've got school in the morning, even though it was never on on a Sunday. But you know what I mean? Sure. It like has that vibe. Yeah, that sort of like just, yeah, like that wet feeling, that yeah. deep, wet feeling. Yeah, it's like, I know they call it Sunday scaries now. I almost feel that's too elegant of a term for, or like too playful of a term for mm-hmm. what that feeling really is, that dread. It's dread. Yes, for me it's the, and I, I'm sure people of my age group from the country of the United Kingdom will recognize this, but there's a very specific like sound and smell that gives me like the scaries and it's the sound of the TV show Heartbeat, which was this awful television show that was on a Sunday night that was about this like village in the 50s, but it was like made in the modern day, but it was like set in the 50s and it was about like this policeman and it had this theme tune that would like oh it would like to the depths of my soul I'd be like school tomorrow and then always in the background I would hear the washing machine and the tumble dryer like my uniform being like dried in the tumble dryer oh that is so real you're so right oh god yep that sounds right we pressed (laughs) it was 60 minutes oh usually laundry it was a Saturday activity at my house but I know what you mean like it's like the pjs or something are coming out for the you're so right mm-hmm yeah. And yep. I, I always do like on a Sunday, I always like strip my bed, put on new bedding and then I like wash and then I do like a kind of Sunday night wash where I'll usually do the duvet. And and it, and it started to give me anxiety. So I, like I went to put a wash on earlier and I had to stop because I was already feeling kind of bummed out about the weekend. <laughs> and I didn't want to be sat on the couch like with wet hair hearing the washing machine. <laughs> no, it would, so like, right. it would send me into a spiral. Because you take your bath. So wait, when you take your bath, do you wash your hair in the bath? On a Sunday, I don't wash it. I What I do is I oil it and then I put it in a bun and I do a face right. mask. And then I, in the morning, I'll get up and I'll shower and I'll, I'll, I'll wash the rosemary oil out and do a full wash and blow dry. Yeah, that's good. Okay, that's good. That's a good Sunday night routine. Yeah, because I, I like to get like a bath bomb, maybe a I'm I'm using this like baby bubble bath at the moment, which is for children that smells of like chamomile and it's called like sleepy bath. So it kind of chills me out. It's the best. It's, it literally smells like clean babies. Oh, it's the best. And I want to do a face mask and I don't want to sit in the soup and I don't want all of the kind of like that to get in my hair. So that's why it's always like that's my oil day, my hair oil day. Good, good. No, I, so my favorite soap of all time was Dove Calming Night. Mm-mm. And they pulled it out of stores, and I remember blogging about it, and there was this man, sir, if you're still listening, listen, I will go on your plane now. I have a lot less to lose in terms of me being afraid of my life. 
But there was this guy who was a private pilot who read my blog and he bought me an entire case of Dove Calming Night. And over the years, he's told me, like, it's in my airplane hangar if you ever want it. <gasps> sorry, I have a different email address now. So if you've been emailing about the soap, I'm sorry I missed it. He also used to fl- <laughs> offer to fly me and I think Ed anywhere we wanted. But I was like, yeah, right. You know, that's how you wind up getting like Natalie Holloway or something. But <laughs> not, not to invoke her name. But yeah, I just, you know, I, I just want to say shout out to him. But it was like this lavender sort of like it was it was a calming night. And I still have a little tra- like travel size box of it. And I don't know what I'm holding on to it for. Like this is when they when they, you know, investigate me after I die. This is going to be one of the things that's like. This soap's been expired for 15 years. Why would she still have this bar of soap? And they'll probably like crack it open to see if there's anything fun in there. But it's it's like the one it's the one thing I have. If I ever use that, that means I'm in some sort of crisis, like oh. financial crisis, probably. Yeah, okay. Okay. that's how old it is. I mean, to be carrying a piece of soap around for 15 years, it's pretty dark shit. <laughs> Not so good. Okay, Tiffany, this is where you can help me out a little on your country. Mm-hmm. So King Charles is evicting Meghan and Harry from Frogmore Cottage so Prince Andrew can move in. Now, Prince Andrew aside, which I don't think we can really do and we'll get back to it, but Prince Andrew aside, this feels insane to me that they even still had their <gasps> shit there. Yeah, me too. Like... At worst, this is like your parents turning your high school bedroom into a gym. Like, you don't live there anymore. Mm-hmm. You don't come back. You, in fact, have left the, you know, for all intents and purposes, have left the family. So, you know, based off of the way your family works, you know. So, like, why? I don't know why this is such a big headline grabber, except for they are headline grabbers. Mm-hmm. Uh, but very much so. And King Charles does have his, is it a coronation? What is it called? Is it Coronation Street? He has his <laughs> he does. swearing in. <laughs> yes, his coronation. And like, it's a real broke bitch festival. Apparently they can't get anyone to perform. Like any person who's British and spoken into a microphone has denied mm. to take, uh, you know, to take part in it, which is like a little, they asked Elton John, which I think is crazy because he was Diana's BFF. Mm-hmm. And, like, he is, like, he was knighted, right? So, like, obviously he fucks with them somewhat. But it feels very strange to me that not one famous British person has agreed to do it. You know what they should have? Who? What? When I went to London, I went and saw The Bodyguard, the musical. (laughs) And it was the chick who played Whitney Houston. I think she was, like, the... She's like, I heard your version of like Kelly Clarkson or something. Like Alexandra Burke? Maybe. I don't know. But she was really, really good. And apparently she's one of Prince William's favorite singers. Oh. Oh, well, she- I feel like he's a real whore with music, I'll be honest with you. I feel like Prince William has the like maybe the most confusing playlist of all time. Mm. But yeah, I think she could do it. Was When did you go to London? It would have been probably 2014. Okay, Alexandra Burt was doing it 2015, 2016. So I think she was she was on X Factor, yes. And she has the, I think she's got the pipes to pull it off. And she famously, there's a clip of her singing with Beyonce on X Factor. They brought Beyonce in to do a duet with her. And she's like Jesus. sobbing, crying when Beyonce comes out and she's trying to sing. 
and like Beyonce's like holding a hand it's like it's actually very charming and it's it yeah it's kind of painful but charming at the same time one of my faves so I'm I'm reckon yeah it must have been her well yeah maybe she would do it you know I was rocked by her I have to tell you I was bawling my eyes out like I think that they were like you know I mean I feel like I'm just a smiley American bitch to begin with but I think me like openly weeping in like one of the last rows of the bodyguard was <laughs> definitely a sight to be seen. It was so good though. It was so, I was like, you know, I, I, I kind of went to roast it and make fun of it a little bit. Like after the fact, I'm, in fact, I'm walking around the streets of London bawling my eyes out by myself. And they probably were like, what the hell happened to this girl? Do people cry on the street in London? Uh, I've not really seen it. I, I've cried on the tube several times. Yeah, it's not a good feeling to cry on the subway. No, no, I've yeah, I um, I once cried because I was listening to a podcast where someone was talking about the bit from Toy Story Three where all of the toys almost get incinerated, and I just I just burst into tears. Oh, honey. <laughs> oh, honey, that's so touchy. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry that happened to you. <laughs> I was a crazy person. Thank you. But yeah, I think I don't know that. The thing about this whole like coronation thing is that regardless of how the majority of people might feel about monarchy, there was no denying that like the queen was, she was very iconic. And so I think like because of that nature, a lot of the difficult conversations around monarchy and colonialism like kind of got put, like brushed under the carpet for the most part. And now sure. there is a person who, let's be honest, doesn't have the greatest kind of reputation within the hearts and minds of people in this country because of their love for Princess Diana. And even though I think like mostly things have simmered down, <laughs> I think it, I think most people are just like don't want to touch it with a barge pole. Have you seen though? Um, if I haven't sent it to you, I'll send it to you. There's a really funny video of this Italian grandmother being excited about King Charles dying. <laughs> no, <laughs> and like it's that you know that trend where they were like you know teenagers would basically go such and such is dead at 54 and then film the yeah. reaction of their parents. They did that. This guy did that to his Italian grandmother, and she was like, "There's a fucking motherfucker." I hope he fucking dies. <laughs> that was a terrible accent. It's a like it's relatable. Wait a minute, can I ask you a favor? Because I've been thinking about it for two weeks. Mm-hmm. Can you do your friend's mom asking if you guys want Kentucky Fried Chicken on Friday? <laughs> do you want Kentucky? <laughs> I love it. I love it. If we had drops, which it would be a goal of mine to add sound drops to the show, that would that would have to be one for sure. <laughs> it would have been perfect when I mentioned Kentucky earlier. That I would have know. been perfect. But okay, yeah. I mean, I I do think he's not gonna. I don't think he's gonna last as long. Men die sooner. They do. Wait, why? I gotta ask you a question. We gotta dial back because I meant to. I meant to. I meant to ask you this. Why wouldn't Billy be? Do you think Billy's going to pass before you? Yes. Or you're hoping anyway, right? <laughs> Listen, I do affectionately refer to him as my first husband. Right. Sure. No, 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 no. I mean, I, I would I would feel that way. I'd be like, I'm not dying first, you know? <laughs> and you just have to. And it, by the way, widowers are so much more sympathetic. I know. 
Like he'll he'll like you know have meals made for him. People will take care of him. They'll pick him up for church. You know, assuming <laughs> that Billy's in a church going place in his life after he dies. Found Jesus. He would have to because the one God that he knows is gone, and that's yeah, me. that's true. But wait, so what do you think about them letting uh, the little child molester move on to the uh, campus, the family <laughs> campus? <laughs> well, apparently. Because he had an apartment in Buckingham Palace, right? And so basically, like, what Charles is proposing is a bit of a switcheroo, which is that he wants Andrew the fuck out of Buckingham Palace because he's been stripped of all of his, you know, anything. All of his titles, all that shit is gone. And in Buckingham Palace, you know, you, I mean, even though within Crogmore Cottage there would be a staff, he would have a staff, I think it's a little bit different. So I think he just wants him out of his fucking sight. And so that's probably the safest place for him, which is like somewhere where they can kind of keep an eye on him, but also he's just out of the way. I thought that Andrew lived in like a, with the cousins in Brussels or something. No. I don't know why I thought that he wasn't on the premises. Yeah, he, um, well, he was the queen's favorite child. So he he was kept close. Rumor has it as well that, uh, did you ever read that story about the butler who's talking about how Andrew has loads of teddy bears on his bed and then he'd have to take them off? Absolutely. Who could forget? But um, yeah, like a a lot of them. I think Anne has an apartment. Princess Anne has an apartment in the the palace. Uh, I don't know who else did. Whoever the queen's sister was did have one. Margaret had one as well. Uh, I think a bunch of losers. <laughs> Honestly, I, I know. know. I know it's big, but like, what a bunch of losers to like all live like that. Like, it's like the Kardashian compound or something. Like, just get a life, you know. Like, I I dare one of you to branch off. Well, they did actually. I, uh, I didn't dare them, but they just did. But wait a minute, can I tell you? Mm-hmm. So here I am. My fucking stupid little American ass sitting over here just imagining things, never choosing to Google, never choosing to like inform myself on the facts. So when when Harry and Meghan were talking about how they got married in this little cottage or they got engaged rather in this little cottage roasting a chicken, ugh, roasting a chicken. And it was just a very quiet, sweet proposal. I pictured them in a hobbit hole. Like, I pictured them working with, like, you know, like, I I thought maybe it was even more dire than my little, you know, 900-square-foot home in, like, Glendale, California. I really was like, wow, it sounds like they were in a mossy little sleepy cabin where the windows were falling off. You know, like, I really did. I really, I thought it was going to be... Hobbit hole. I didn't realize that this is a ten bedroom mansion. Yeah, it's a it's a beautiful house. And you know, funnily enough, I had the I had the same thing. I always pictured, you know, that that movie, The Holiday, with like was it Cameron Diaz and like Kate Winslet, where they swap homes. And yeah, and and she go like Cameron Diaz comes to like the England, and it's like this quaint little like cobbled streets, and like oh how delightful. I thought it was yeah. I had the same vision as you. So wait, so I don't understand why they couldn't just say like. Megan and Harry, instead of this whole, like, you know, revealing their truth and then having that go crazy viral, I feel like all sides would have agreed, even the QAnon folks, if they had just said, like, oh, we, we're we moving because we're having kids and we don't want a, um, we don't want to live with a pedophile. <laughs> yeah, they should have said that. I, I feel like that would have been fair. Everyone would be like, okay, fair enough. You know, fair enough. I, I know that that would have probably made things worse with the queen but 
she would have been like, secretly, I agree. <laughs> when I tell you, though, I think back, did you know that Newsnight interview that Prince Andrew did with Emily Mattis, where he talked about how he couldn't sweat and all the rest of this kind of thing? That was one of the best days of my life watching that. That was one of really? the best things I've ever seen. I, I've never seen the full interview. What did you love so much about it? Just like watching someone very clearly squirm and lie for like 45 minutes. Just so, just so nakedly lie and and think that he was doing a really good job of it because he did. And even Emily Mattis said afterwards that she was interviewed and they said, God, when you got that interview, you must have been sort of, you know, very anxious and very excited. And what was the vibe like when you rapped? And, you know, did he did he have the kind of impression that maybe he'd fucked up? And she said, no, everybody was overjoyed. They thought that he'd really nailed it. And so, like, <laughs> that says so much just about how awkward he is in the day to day. That yeah. if anyone's like, good, that was good. I mean, I've seen like the clip where he says he can't spot. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I realized that was the queen's son. <laughs> I, I I knew before. I knew like you know more recently, obviously, but like at the very beginning, I didn't really know exactly who Prince Andrew was because there's so many princes and princesses and you know i forget that honestly i mean i i i i forgot the queen had a husband i don't know where i thought the kids came from but i was like who the fuck is philip <laughs> well it's her cousin i guess yeah then he is the he is a cousin <laughs> but yeah i don't think that i'd really put that together so if you're the queen's son you don't have to talk to anyone no. Why like why would he even I mean I know why he would do it. It's like he did have some things to clear up, but you'd think that I mean when was the last time like Charles gave an interview? Yeah. Yeah. They're usually a lot more I guess scheduled, manicured and controlled like interactions with the royal family of of the last few years. And there have been some really lovely sort of intimate portraits i remember i like when the queen turned however fucking old she turned but when she turned 90 or something the bbc commissioned a whole series of of programming with them and it was and some of it was really lovely there was this one show i forget what it was but it was like an hour-long documentary which was her watching like home movies of like the things that they'd filmed had never been seen before and it, they were watching it it was her and charles like sat next to each other with a projector in this like sort of in this room and it was like them as, you know, her kids as babies and all the rest of this kind of thing. And it was actually quite intimate, but that it, it felt quite heavily produced. So I think like there has been a fair amount of access that's been allowed into the royal family. And I think they, I think that's the biggest problem really with Harry and Meghan is that they know that level of sort of symbiotic relationship that the press has with the royals and yet the royals didn't choose to protect Megan from that. They kind of threw her to the wolves. And so I think for them, they feel like a lot of this hatred was very avoidable. And that's mm -hmm. why they've essentially turned their back because they do they do shit like that all the time. You know, they sit down with ITV when, whenever there's a big announcement and they do a kind of sit down interview with a very trusted older broadcaster who does a very kind of sanitized but sort of quite lovely interview. And so Charles does that kind of stuff quite frequently. But this new, but for it to be on news night felt actually a little bit like unmanageable. Like it didn't feel, or maybe they thought because it was the BBC that maybe there would be a, a level of safety there. But yeah, 
I mean, that's my that's my thought on it, really. Oh God. I mean, gross. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, like we're over here in America, being like, can you believe that Joe Biden and Jill Biden both ordered rigatoni at dinner? Like, this is. Can we get into this really quick? This is not in our notes, and I'm so sorry. And this is why you're going to have to fast forward so far for the. Vanderpump Rules story, but like it was a whole thing this week. Maybe it was the end of, I think it was this week. So Joe and Jill went out to dinner and they both ordered rigatoni and glasses of red wine. Delicious. And for some reason, everyone was like, the whole point, and this is where I start to get furious with people, especially foodies, because at a certain point, I find talking about food so exhausting. Like, I just start to think about, honestly, it always comes down to, for me to one word, mastication. Like, just the idea of, like, fucking <laughs> Joe getting, like, little pieces of ground beef in his teeth, like, makes me want to fucking throw up. Like, I've eaten rigatoni before. I know sometimes you get a little, like, you know, like a bolognese. Like, sometimes you're going to get a little bit and, like, yeah, on the way home, you're, like, you know, cleaning it out of your molars with your tongue, right? Mm -hmm. So, like, I'm sitting there thinking about that and that starts to make me sick. But there's all these articles coming out being like the whole purpose of going out is that you get your own meal so that you each get to like shit. And I'm like, no, you don't. Like, I think I'll be honest with you. One of my hot takes, I think sharing apps as a group is demoralizing. <laughs> I think it's a little degrading. Like when you're in a huge group and everyone's taking their like one potato skin, like that is so fucking sad to me. Like I'd rather go home with three potato skins in a container mm -hmm. than like, you know, and I, of course I'll share an app with you. I am very particular with my shrimp. Like for me, it's like when shrimp cocktails ordered, I'm kind of like, this is my shrimp cocktail. If you guys want a shrimp cocktail, you can have your own. But right. I'm... I'm doing a shrimp cocktail and a salad, you know, or a soup or something. I'm not doing like the whole meal. So, but I did share, I had a big turnaround recently and I did share a shrimp cocktail with my best friend, Christina, for my birthday. And that was big for me. But congrats. I don't agree with that. Like for me, I like my own leftovers. Like if I'm obsessed with this rigatoni, it sounds like they are. They're going out for this, this rigatoni they love. I don't want. I don't want Joe eating my leftover rigatoni. <laughs> or I don't want Jill doing it either. Like, I think that they can each have their own thing. How do you feel about this? Because I don't, I don't agree that this is the scan. I mean, when we're, when we're talking about this in the context of, like, the queen's son is a pedophile, like, <laughs> I kind of am like, I, don't, I think the rigatoni thing's a little unoffensive. I agree. I will say, I mean, Hannah and I, when we go out, consistently order the same thing. And we are like we look like two sort of saddos who are like what are you having oh, i want to do that okay yeah we'll do the same we'll just do two of those two of those yeah a bottle of that and then what are you doing for the main oh i want that too great we'll have two of those and i you know i did think are we missing an opportunity here to try each other's bits and if there's something what if we're on the fence then one of us might make the decision to take the leap and it's usually me and i'll tell you why hannah's not a risk taker by yeah. any stretch and the one thing that girl knows is that she has a very fixed idea of whether or not she's going to enjoy something and she does eat pretty much everything but she hates the idea that she would have a disappointing meal right she's very no, she's long and that. tall and she and she needs to be fed she needs to be fed very frequently i understand that you got to have a nutritious meal that's how i'm i'm as a as a similar i mean how tall is she 
Um, well, everybody's tall to me, so I don't know right. if I'm good, but maybe she's like maybe 5'11". Oh, in, okay. In my she's mind. Really, she's or really tall. Maybe. And I'm, I'm that kind of person that, you know, I went out with Christina not that long ago, different than my birthday, like before that. And she had picked this place in Pasadena that she really liked. And they had a, speaking of, bolognese, and it was gluten-free. And I was like, yeah, I'll absolutely take that. And I just thanked her at the end of the meal. And I was like, thank you for picking this place. This is a very nutrient-dense place. I love getting my nutrients in one meal. It really does fill you up, you know? So I under, I appreciate you looking out for your friends that are tall and on the slender side because we do. We need our nutrients in order to keep doing our sports, you know? <laughs> Whatever our sports may look like, you know? Yeah. For Hannah, it's hockey. She's a hockey girl, but sometimes she plays netball. Yeah. Oh, wow. I mean, Hannah's very athletic, honey. I had she no is. idea. She really is. She really is. But yeah, she does, she never wants a disappointing meal. And so like if we go somewhere we've been a million times before and there is like a particular item on the menu she knows is going to just like, it's going to hit, it's going to satisfy, she will usually be torn between the familiar and something that might be, you know, a bit exciting on the palate. And usually she'll go for the familiar. So I'll usually have the, I'll take the risk. I'll totally take the risk. I'll take that hit. Isn't it true, though, of like most great restaurants that they kind of have like one or two dishes they do exceptionally? Yeah. If they're smart, they stick to that. Like yeah. In-N-Out is, has the perfect business model. Same with Five Guys. I don't like Five Guys, but I appreciate their model. All right. I'm sorry. I just I'd say I didn't care for it the one time I had it. I was kind of underwhelmed. But they have like a clean, simple menu. And I think that most great places have like max Great places have max eight items on the menu. Mm -hmm. That's just my opinion. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes you open up a menu. It's like Cheesecake Factory. It's like. Oh, no, you can't be doing The Thai infusion egg rolls, dog. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. You know what I mean? Or like the Italian Italian, uh, egg rolls. Like, I just don't know if I trust that. It's a red flag. If you cater to, if you're trying to cater to everyone, you cater to no one. Exactly. Okay, so this is your girl, mm-hmm. TikTok menace, you called her, <laughs> Chelsea Lee. So tell me about this story. I know you mentioned her before. Tell me about this. Yeah, there are two people who are sort of the consistent people on UK TikTok Live. One of them is Paul Breach, who is a complex character. We've never covered Paul Breach on this pod, but I think like if we were to ever do a series of deep dives, what I would love to do for you is introduce you to the world and the law of Paul Breach, a man who uh, essentially runs around the country now. Now he's jobless, doing TikTok lives all of the time and uh, <laughs> making what some people would deem to be very cringy content. He has had some very questionable interactions with young women. And for some reason, he just pops up in people's cities and live streams. And there's actually a tracker, which <laughs> which tracks if people spot him in their city. And people will post videos of him from afar and say, like, Liverpool has been breached. <laughs> oh, that's smart. It's okay. Genius. What a great last what a what a great opportunity with that last name. I know. I know. It's 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 really quite something. So he's he's the king of UK live TikTok and the queen of UK live TikTok is this woman called Chelsea Lee Art. Chelsea is not her real name, but Chelsea is a place where she lives in London. Oh. Okay. She's an artist. And actually I think and I think a very competent artist as well. 
and has had several kind of profiles over the years. I think at one point she was making TikTok videos about maybe fashion and, and stuff, but has essentially settled into a rhythm where she terrorizes people <laughs> in the street. That is kind of her brand. So she goes live constantly. I mean, it really is, it, it really is round the clock. And we have witnessed through Chelsea Lee's kind of live antics, lots of things happen, including, uh, I remember I followed not that long ago, a really interesting time where she went on holiday to Cornwall in the UK, a lovely, lovely kind of seaside town. And she went with a friend, they were live streaming. The friend was also somebody that was known on TikTok. They fell out on the first night. Chelsea tried to get a taxi to drive her back from from Cornwall to London, which I think is about like probably a six hour drive. And the whole thing was kind of live streamed to thousands of people. So yeah, so Chelsea is, she's a complex character. The way that she essentially makes money is by going live for as long as possible. Uh, sometimes she's in her flat. Sometimes she's out on the streets. She will approach people in the street. She will usually be in a restaurant or a cafe. She's known for sending food back and telling them that she's a professional chef, which she isn't. Oh, Christ. Yeah. And then when... And it is art. <laughs> it is It is performance art. I will say it that. Is. Like, I got to say, like, I don't know what's going on here fully. What kind of art does she... St- Sorry to interrupt, but I just have to back it up because I have to know. So what kind of... what? What's her other medium? Painting. Okay. So she is a painter. I mean, I think that this is... It's, it's almost like Trisha Paytas-esque, although Trisha's known for being very kind to service workers, but it is a little Trisha Paytas-esque, it sounds like. And I consider her to be a true artist. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's quite something. I would say that, yeah, she's, she's there in the public spaces to get content for the live stream and really is to provoke a reaction from the people who are watching her because that's what the people expect of her is that she's going to send a plate of food back and then she's going to kick off about it. And then somebody's probably going to ask her to leave. And then she's going to go and do what she does always, which is say, I'm number one in the UK, darling. 43 million in the bank. I'm TikTok famous. I work for TikTok. I'm in the public eye. She's right. <laughs> Can I ask the question? Does she do anything? Like if she like gets a special reward, like award or whatever, you know, people give gifts. Like if she gets like the, uh, I don't know what tiger taking a shirt off or whatever the hell it is. Like it's always some new TikTok thing that's worth like 30, $35 us. Mm-hmm. Like I got the idea that people will just like, f- like fly those off, dude is crazy to me. I know. I think someone did do a breakdown of how much she was making and she's making a very, very decent living. She's not making as much money as she says she is. She's not doing brand deals, that's for sure. I think she's she's too um too controversial for that. But people will will send her gifts on gifts on gifts. I did once see a video of her opening her PO box and people were sending her like heartfelt letters and cards and she was opening the cards and, and immediately tipping them upside down. She goes, There's no money in this one, darling. <laughs> 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 over and over again like she just is expecting people to send her cash in the post which i thought was kind of funny she is she's a challenge she's a challenging figure she's a very divisive figure she is also i think and has spoken very publicly about how she's bipolar and and has really upset some people 
just by walking up to them in the, in the street. I saw a video of her rampaging around Sloane Square, which is actually an area of London I quite like. There's a lovely little French restaurant there called Colbert, which I'm a fan of. They do a great cheese souffle. I can't have it, but I still have it. And, you know, you do what you do. But I'm so jealous of that. No, I'm so <laughs> jealous of my friends with like, oh, simple IBS. Oh, simple not having a gallbladder. I fucking wish, dude. Are you kidding me? I I eat a piece of I am going to break it. I am going to do something very dangerous someday and I'm going to break it. I dream of it every night. Mm-hmm. Like every night it's so sad how many of my dreams include me like slipping a, a cookie in my mouth willy-nilly. But yeah, no, I mean, I'm I'm in awe of all my friends that have like uh you got you got some Crohn's and then they're like <laughs> I shouldn't be eating this like, you know, chili infused Havarti, but then like they can do it anyway because you're just gonna like pay for it on the back end literally like i uh yeah like good for you honey i'm glad that you i mean i am scared you're gonna shit yourself on the train though i know me too i know is that your biggest fear yeah 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 i haven't yet yeah i think yeah i think it is definitely my number one i haven't yet but tomorrow's another day so, because what do you do if you shit yourself on a train? <laughs> oh God! Or I was even thinking, like, what if you shit yourself at a bar or something? Not you, but like, what if one, one does? Mm-hmm. Do you? Because, like, how do you get in an Uber? Like, you obviously have to. Like, you can't disclose that you've shot yourself, but mm-hmm. it's not going to take too long to figure out that mystery. Mm-hmm. And when you're sitting in like pants, assuming your pants are made of sort of any sort of fabric, you can't sit in your own shit in a Uber. No, though. Did I ever tell you? They get mad if you throw up. <laughs> I, uh, a friend of mine, his driving instructor, many years ago, shat himself on the way to pick him up for his lesson, and uh-huh. when he got in the car, he was sat on a carrier bag, and then he told him that he'd had an accident and that's why he was on the carrier bag. And Tom was like, you could have canceled. (laughs) (laughs) I literally don't need to drive that badly. (laughs) So was he sitting in his own shit in the car while your friend was supposed to be driving? Yeah. They just rolled the windows down and carried on. (laughs) Now, wait a minute. Is it, was the driving instructor his literal best friend? (laughs) Like, I can't imagine. I would, I mean, like, there's even like good friends that I would put up with something like that from where I'd be like, you know, I'm pretty, I'm pretty relaxed, you know, like, and also if someone's in a situation I wouldn't want to be in, I'm like, don't even worry about it. We won't ever talk about it. But okay. So anyway, sorry, I've completely derailed this, but okay. So Chelsea is famous. She's famous. She's very famous, darling. She's very famous. She, yeah, she has, she, she likes to harass people on live. Like uh, that, that's all it is. It, it terrifies me to my core. I've seen her go up and, and accost strangers and basically scream at them in the street. And it is to get a reaction because if she gets a reaction, she'll get into a kind of some sort of confrontation, which can be live streamed, which people love. They lap up, they'll gift, you know, it is what it is. Many people have over, over the years, sent the police to Chelsea's place to do welfare checks on her. And usually what we hear is Chelsea talking to the police. She kind of talks them away and sends them on their way and everything's fine. The other night, Chelsea was with, I believe, her boyfriend, a TikToker by the name of Modine. Or if it's not her boyfriend, it's a friend of hers. 
in her apartment. They're sat on the floor, they're eating takeaway. I don't know what the moment that kind of sparked this was, but at some point Chelsea gets up and she basically starts beating him up on live. Oh yeah, it's really rough. It's like it's really nasty. Were, they were drunk. I yes, assume. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she's drunk. And she will say that she doesn't drink because she's a Muslim, but that isn't true. She definitely <laughs> does drink, right? And yeah, so she she drunkenly assaults Modine, who is like telling her to calm down, you know, telling her to chill. Then he grabs his stuff and leaves. Then she makes a video the next day. I think she's on live actually talking about it and with sort of zero regrets. At that point, there's a knock at the door, it's the police, and you can hear Chelsea talking to the police, and she says, you know, the thing is, this happens all the time, they call the police on me, I'm TikTok famous, I'm very famous, I'm very famous, darling. And then you hear Chelsea start to cry, and then the live cuts off, and basically the police are arresting her or bringing her into custody. I think her behavior was maybe more erratic than it usually is. She's assessed by a psychiatric professional and is currently under section in a in a UK mental health facility a secure facility and what people have been doing other people who are in this little kind of circle of UK TikTok menaces is going down they found the place where where Chelsea is knocking on the window and talking to her through the window and live streaming it for clout essentially doxing her I mean, well, I told you off mic earlier that I think it's nice you, you guys send people to the mental hospital. Yes. After something like this, because I don't always think jail is the place after a domestic violence incident. I mean, she is famous. She is. So in the stalker's defense, I will say that she is famous and I can understand them not wanting to know it. Do you think that in in her... Do you think she's enjoying it? I guess that's what I, I before I even qualify that. Do you think she's enjoying enjoying it? It's it's hard to say. I think like there's something that feels like Kafka esque about this. Mm. Like the idea of like screaming at someone and telling them how famous you are and they think that you're having it like that you're deluded. <laughs> it's like it feels like a nightmare or an episode of the Twilight Zone or something. So it must feel. Do you feel. think that's why? Do you think that's why they they arrested her? Was because they were like, she's clearly oh, having, she thinks she's famous. She's having an episode. I I think that it probably didn't help. No, but they must know her. I mean, like the way that it, you know, I don't know. I I wouldn't say that your average cop is somewhat familiar with what's going on on TikTok, but I would say kind of. Yeah, like that I, might yeah. be a job where you're scrolling. I think she's probably known to the services as well, like given that she does seem to leave a trail of chaos and destruction in her wake. And the police have been called several times out to her address, you know, and what happens when you go out to an address is that there's a log of all of that stuff. If someone's had multiple incidents of welfare checks and mental health checks and and she's talking about how she's bipolar and and then they're saying, well, she assaulted somebody and it was on the internet. All you have to do is send that video to the police and say, look, this person is, I'm really concerned about them. Then I think it better to be safe than sorry. I mean, all you need to do to hold someone on a on a section and is prove that they're a danger to themselves or others. And if you attack someone, then you're definitely a danger to others. Sure. Yeah, that's, oh, poor. Poor Chelsea. Poor Chelsea, I guess, right? I mean, like. Normally, we don't love the DV thing. No. I mean, I'm pretty against that. You probably shouldn't, you definitely shouldn't be hitting someone. But 
I don't, yeah, no, there's no but. I mean, I guess I can't really defend it, but it is no. sad that she's in a mental hospital, but okay, it's better than jail. It is. And I think, like, honestly, look, I'm not, uh, I'm not a mental health professional, but her behavior is is giving all of the flags that maybe she needs to step back and take some time and like be professionally assessed. If she is bipolar and she's not taking her medication and she's attacking people, then this is probably the best place for her for a little bit because I don't know what sort of interaction she has with like the local services or uh, how known she is to, to like the police and so on. But exactly. She could have a long relationship pre TikTok with yeah. these people for all we know yeah right exactly. well god bless you know happens to the best of us mm-hmm. <laughs> i don't know you know well this show is brought to you by Storyblocks. whether you want to jazz up your tiktoks and ig stories with a unique font need beautiful stock footage to beef up a video presentation or keeping people's attention during a YouTube video, Storyblocks is the answer to your needs. Storyblocks is a subscription service that provides an unlimited selection of quality, royalty-free content that will make your work exceptional. HD and 4K footage, music, sound effects, and templates that are all at the tip of your fingers. So if I needed an HD quality video of a woman eating a salad or background music that isn't like the ones that you hear over and over again on social media or YouTube, I'd simply type that into Storyblocks and it'll come right up. With monthly or annual plans, the prices on Storyblocks are predictable, meaning that none of that a la carte stuff that you run into on royalty-free sites is the case with Storyblocks. It's all same price. All of the content on Storyblocks has clear-cut licensing and coverage, meaning that there's no royalties or legal jargon to sift through. Enhance the quality of your editing in the easiest way possible in your favorite editing program with pre-made motion graphic templates. There's a Premiere Pro plugin to uh, into Premiere Pro itself so you don't have to bounce between Premiere and the website. Let's start making more dynamic content with Storyblocks. Learn more about Storyblocks by going to storyblocks.com slash lightly or by clicking the link in our description. That's Storyblocks, S-T-O-R-Y-B-L-O-C-K-S dot com slash lightly. So scandal in the Bravo world. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, and this is why I think I do. I do think I smell. So Tom Sandoval and Ariana Maddox, famous couple from the show. Tom started out dating Kristen, who is one of the original gals. Season two comes around. There's this, you know, gal Ariana who was working at Villa Blanca, which is another Lisa Vanderpump owned restaurant in the sort of her, I don't know what you call it. What do you call it when someone, she's a restaurateur. Like, what do you call it? The group. It's in the yes. restaurant group. Yeah. Okay. So she was working there. It's, she, you know, she gets an opportunity to go work at Sir. Ariana's an actress who, you know, was naturally friends with Sheena, who's really the the way into Vanderpump Rules because she was the one who was having an affair with Eddie Cibrian, who was the husband of Brandy Glanville. Uh, this is how we wound up at Vanderpump with Vanderpump Rules, right? So she's really good friends with Sheena, but I do believe, if I had to guess, I do believe production probably knew that Tom and Ariana had had a flirtation for a very long time. So, you know, it's and Tom was dating Kristen, who's known as Crazy Kristen. So it came out on Friday, which was the three-year anniversary of the launch of the Solid Listen Network, and Nicole Matthew, our my co-founder in the network, and um you know, our supervising producer, I believe we call Nicole. She, uh, it was her birthday and she sends me this 
TMZ article that Sandoval and Ariana have called it quits because he's supposedly cheating with Raquel Levis. 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 I don't know how to call it. Leave us alone. (laughs) So do you have a relationship with Vanderpump? I do. Tenuous at best. But I think I watched like the first two or three seasons of Vanderpump Rules. And honestly, like I sort of I had to take a break because I thought everyone was kind of just horrible and it was kind of bumming me out a little bit. And and I do love horrible TV, but like sometimes I have to, you know, sometimes I have to take a break. And for some reason, I, I never went back, even though I always intended and still do intend to. But yeah, I think my relationship is about three seasons. Okay. Okay. So you wouldn't have met Raquel I don't believe you would have met DJ James Kennedy either, the white Kanye. <laughs> no, I, I was heavily, I was heavily on like Jack's era, like Jack's being a, a piece of shit era. I mean, which I, I seem it the seems first pretty, eight seasons. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's pretty it seems pretty consistent, but um, that was the the main focus of when I was watching it was a lot of that. I, and and I do remember Tom; he was much more weaselly back in the day. He's still Weasley. I mean, okay. listen, I'm going to now that now that they're broken up, I can say it because I'm I'm I, you know, it would be remiss of me not to mention that I know Ariana. I know Tom. I am not BFFs or close with either of them, but I have always I consider Ariana a friend and one of her best friends who's now on the show lived with me for six months. So, like, you know, I know I know them and I. <laughs> Listen, like Ariana has been doing community service for years. <laughs> I, <laughs> you know, I think I've said as much and I don't know, you know, I don't, I, I don't think that she would have ever appreciated it if she heard me say it, but I think Tom's dumb uh-huh. and I think that she's very smart. And right. so I never really understood why they were together because like. You know, I understand being with someone. I've been with someone like who's hot that I'm just sort of like, LOL, like this guy's hot, but he's fucking dumb as rocks. It, but it's not it's not the making of a 10 year, a decade long relationship. Right. right and they've been right. together for a very long time. They got together when Ariana's father had just passed, which, you know, she was vulnerable. And listen, here's the other thing about Tom Sandoval. He's very fucking nice. Is that for what he lacks in maybe sort of savvy in some ways, I would say that he is very nice and incredibly generous, incredibly generous. That was, that's another thing I'll say about him is that he has a very open wallet. (laughs) He's an open heart and an open wallet. Okay. Like this is someone who I've never been anywhere in the same place as him where he wasn't picking up a bill that felt almost like, oh, this is unnecessary. You don't have to buy this. You know what I mean? But I, I think that that I have a similar level of generosity and I, but I, not to the extent that he does. It, it's always felt like, you know, and this will come up later a little bit more. It comes out that Raquel, who dated DJ James Kennedy, who dated Kristen, Tom's ex-girlfriend, mm-hmm. after he and Ariana gets back together, he was like 19 years old at the time. At the time, the big scandal with Kristen and James was that he was so young and he was a friend of Tom's. And I do support an age gap friendship, but I will say a little like, you know, when you see James, he's so young. Mm -hmm. It's like, Tom, why do you even have a friend like that? 
And Kristen, why is he dicking you down now? But he's British. He's very charming, right? So, oh, and his his uh, godfather's boy George. <laughs> Do you know what? The interconnected nature of the Bravo universe actually blows my mind. Because, like, if boy George is his godfather, and of course we know Lisa no, Van... George Where? Michael. Oh, okay. I'm so sorry. But, you know, George, boy George is in the mix as well. Oh, yeah, because, of course, what's her name? Dorit from Real Housewives of L.A. Mm-hmm. Uh, Beverly Hills. Yeah, Beverly Hills. Her husband presumably manages PK. <laughs> now, I do have to admit, I am dipping back into this after having been in what I call, like, unofficial Bravo retirement for some years. Like, mm-hmm. I've, I haven't, I just sort of grew apart from watching it after like you know many years of basically almost solely consuming bravo maybe you know dip in and out of the bachelor bachelorette right but i have like sort of had a departure from it and i haven't spoken about it on mic in a pretty long time too even though that's not like a strict rule there is a a video in our show notes that gives more it's it's not really an audio thing we tried to play it but then i was like Molly, I think you've been I think you've been in this a little too long. Like if I shut my eyes and listen to it, it doesn't really make sense. <laughs> but James, after he and Kristen broke up, where Kristen was once again sort of portrayed as the one that was a little bit she was crazy Kristen once again, I think in in the sort of painting of that retrospectively. She James James starts to date this girl Raquel, who is a pageant queen. She's come out of nowhere seemingly she's doe-eyed specifically as lala calls her a bambi-eyed bitch she's very she speaks with a shaky voice her voice has a very shaky quality to it where it always sounds like she's a little on the verge of tears right Mm -hmm. so because every james kennedy is out of favor and who's always been nice to both of them tom and ariana right like when no one was on james kennedy's side tom and ariana were on his side when Raquel comes along and everyone's, you know, like, you know, you're a Bambi-eyed bitch. Everyone is on her side. Um, And Kristen, who was on the show at the time, she obviously had beef with Raquel just for existing. I'm in the same space as her ex-boyfriend. So the two of them get together. They get Raquel and James get engaged. Tom paid $12,500 toward their engagement party, which was what Coachella themed. (gasps) Coachella themed, right? And so people start to notice that Tom Tom Sandoval loves Coachella. That's actually where it, it's believed that like he and Ariana started to rekindle their relationship after they had sort of they had kissed in the pool at the Golden Nugget Hotel and or casino in in Las Vegas years prior. And this was like them sort of reigniting their relationship when he and Kristen were still together. So, but. You know, Tom had also been with Kristen for like six or seven years and wanted out of that relationship. So he found someone to move on to and he moved on. So basically, Raquel's a single woman now. She's working at Sir. So she's in the mix. She and James, I think, are amicable for the most part, but they're not friends. And this is the thing about the reality TV world that confuses me so much because I, I mean, I just, I would never be, I'd be a one season wonder. You know, I could never, I can't fake shit like that well enough to like have done what any of these people have done like filming with people that you have legitimate beef with mm-hmm. or just like sort of forgiving things that 
are in any other context unforgivable. They all seem to manage to do that pretty well. So Raquel and Tom, the like one of the things that happens is, um, you know, Tom had a very famous piece written about him where Tom said, like, you know, he brings a reporter to Coachella and he says to her, like, do you want the best seat in the house? And he like threw the reporter up on his shoulders. This is Tom's signature move is to like, you know, put a check on his shoulders at a concert. So when they're at Life is Beautiful with Ariana, Tom puts Raquel up on his shoulders. So in, in re- retrospectively, you look at it and you're like, oh, game over, right? But Ariana's secure. She's cool. They've been in a really long relationship. They own a fucking house. Like, why would she care, right? So we find out that it seems like the Vanderpump production might have known because they sort of start to hint toward the fact that not only is Raquel single, but she's blowing through the friend group. No pun intended. Like she like went on a date with Peter, who's like the perpetually single friend of theirs, who's the manager at Sir, her boss, I guess. She had sort of like, you know, walked up to Schwartz drunkenly in the episode that aired on March 1st and said, like, do you want to make out? And this is at a concert for Tom's band, which is Tom Sandoval and Tom Sandoval and the Most Extras. Now, this is like a cover band that they do like, you know, um, Jesse's Girl was the one I think they got the rights to to do on Vanderpump Rules, maybe because it was parody because he was singing I Want to Fuck Schwartzy's Mom or something. That's maybe why they were able to get the rights to it because it's t- legally parody. But they do like, you know, 80s sort of like yacht rock type hits, okay? Mm-hmm. So... That that thing existed where Tom Schwartz, you know, his divorce now from Katie, who's also on the show, and Raquel made the move on him. Well, turns out back back at the last Coachella, which was in April due to the pandemic, like it was the Coachella schedule, I think, was sped up or slowed down a little bit. I know it was in like October one year. It's like the Met Gala a little bit, the way that they sort of smushed it around. Like, I guess that at Coachella this year last year, rather, there in April, that there had been a Dumois blind item that said that Tom was making out with Raquel at Coachella. And everyone assumes it's Tom Schwartz, who is a co-owner in Schwartz and Sandy's, which is the restaurant that coincidentally I had eaten at last week and I had mentioned on the show. It was okay. Now, I'm going to be honest. I don't lie to you guys, but I'm going to be 100% truthful. I I was being polite. My salad was awful, and none of us took home leftovers. I don't know if I told you guys that, but now I'm I'm just going to be honest with you. But please leave them alone. You have to speak your truth. It's a whole staff of people, Mm -hmm. right? But it was was similar to – for a restaurant Lisa didn't own, it sure tasted like it belonged – it was a restaurant that Lisa owned, where it's sort of known for its lackluster food, and you're really there for the ambiance and – proximity to reality TV. So it it now appears that the interaction with Schwartz and Raquel at the Tom Sandoval and the Most Extras concert was a de- like another red herring for the that adds on to the red herring of like like Tom and Raquel were seen making out at Coachella. It's not Tom Schwartz. It's Tom Sandoval. 
So she was, it's, this has possibly been going on for as long as almost a year. And James Kennedy had written into Dumois and said like, oh, it's worse than you think. Like this has been going on for at least seven months. Well, it's been going on longer than that, it appears. I apologize if I'm skipping past through this too much, but I just have a lot to get to. So people are starting to put together the breadcrumbs a little bit. I want to throw out this. Okay, so this is how this is how Ariana found out about the affair. Ariana found out because she was at yet another show of Tom Sandoval and the most extras. And it was on the first, probably, I believe Kristen, his ex-girlfriend, was with Ariana at the show. And Tom's phone fell out of his pocket while he was performing. And there was a rumor that Ariana had interrupted the show. I didn't believe that to be true. And then there's now a TikTok that had come out saying from a guy who was there who said like that she did not interrupt the show, but that after the show, she had left the bathroom and was sort of people could hear her saying something about Tom's phone. So the what happened was is when the phone fell out, and of course, if she's with Kristen, Kristen is... She's a bounty hunter, okay? And the bounty is anything that a man has done wrong to her or anyone she knows. So, like, it just, uh, coincidentally, at the same time that Tom's performing and Raquel is in New York with Sheena doing Watch What Happens Live, Raquel had sent Tom a video of her masturbating on FaceTime with him. (gasps) And you wouldn't, you know what's going to surprise you? This isn't even the first video of a Vanderpump Rules star masturbating that has gone wide. <laughs> Wait, what happened was the first? Stassi. It <gasps> happened to Stassi. Do you remember? Um, it was so Stassi had sent a video like that to Frank. And then like Lisa, I guess, had paid TMZ or I guess he, she had paid Frank $900 to not sell the video, which is like a very mm. low price tag for a video like that yeah add a couple uh, zeros there my friend i mean stassi is like you know what i mean stassi is like she's problematic and she, yeah she was fired for the show for a reason but she's truly beautiful you know yeah. what i mean like i feel like people would have probably loved to see that so and she's iconic in the vanderpump rules universe like 100 the one i remember stassi and jacks my two problematic souls 100 percent. so this video, like, you know, obviously was a sign. Ariana breaks up with Tom. Ariana breaks up with Tom basically immediately. It's over. It It's unclear. He still has his stuff at the house. He had taken out a second mortgage. And I missed this because I haven't watched the show this season. But he, in order to start Schwartz and Sandy's, had taken out a second mortgage on the home, which is... Not great for Ariana's finances, and she seemed unbothered by this, from what I've gathered, because, like, you know, she thought this was her partner of 10 years. Like, this wasn't going to be a thing, and she believed in the success of his restaurant, which she has every reason to believe in, because, I mean, especially now that I know the location, I'm like, come on, this this is a, you know, actually not that bad of a business move for, for Tom, you know, Sandoval. So, and Ariana, please get a lawyer. I know you're not listening to this, and you shouldn't, but if, you know. I mean, I'll tell her, I'll tell her mutual friend. So anyway, so where we are right now, she broke up with him. So we find out that when Sheena finds out, who again is traveling with Raquel throughout New York doing all this press, she and Raquel were at a bar and she apparently punched her in the face, leaving her with a black eye. 
This was just a few days ago. So it's cameras up over at Vanderpump Rules are extending filming for the last two weeks. Normally, I believe that this is when they'd be gearing up for the reunion. And it's just not time yet. There's simply more to unfold. And also, it is crazy because of all of the little Easter eggs production has done that have sort of made it seem like maybe there's something going on with Tom and Raquel. Like there's a moment where, you know, I think Katie told Sheena and Sheena had repeated it to some to Tom that apparently she and Ari that he and Ariana were in a open relationship, which Ariana then went on Twitter to be like, no, I thought you guys would know, like, I'm bisexual. I'm not, but I'm not cool enough to have a open relationship. Like, no way. So, which I think is the point, is that, like, Ariana's been the victim of a lot of finger-pointing and weirdness about her being bisexual, because, of course. So, we find out that this uh, might be true. This black guy seems to be all but confirmed. Sheena actually showed up to Ariana's house. There was a picture of the three... Three girls, Katie, Sheena, and Kristen, who has who also was fired for the same sort of racist racism scandal that Stasi was. They were fired at the same time. Kristen, of all people, she and Ariana are close now, considering how their friendship started. This is weird, right? But they're very close. So Kristen comes out. She's the person you probably want around during a breakup because she's just, you know, Kristen's a shark. So it seems that Sheena, in the pictures where they're all showing up with flowers and rosé or whatever, Sheena has bruises on her knuckles. Ooh. So, yeah. Then we find out... Okay, so one of the other Easter eggs I want to add in there is that there was a little pile of jewelry shown. And you know that on Vanderpump Rules, they always do, like, sad little cutaways of B-roll <laughs> to things in their apartments. It's just, like, a fucking Taco Bell bag and, like, an empty yeah. cup. Yeah. It just always looks like they they always like zoom in. Some some great cameraman has just from day one known that like the weird filth in the backgrounds of all their apartment is like sort of the funniest part of the show. So this little pile of jewelry and a woman's Venus razor were on his counter at Schwartz's place. Now, because one of the things that was in that pile was an earring that is known to belong to Sandoval that is a lightning bolt charm. Mm. A lightning bolt. Now, pay attention to that. So this lightning bolt thing was there with like a bunch of like a pair of earrings in there, I think, were also known to be Raquel's. So people were uh, suspecting that Sandoval may have been using his apartment as a fuck pad with (sighs) Fur's affair with Raquel. (sighs) Okay. So meanwhile, we cut to this. And I want to play this because this is probably more interesting to me. So why would Schwartz fall on the sword? We don't know the answer to this yet. And I do want to know, and I have theories, but I want to know why Schwartz feels as someone who was just divorced from his wife, who he was in a relationship with when the show started throughout the entire show, them getting married, Tom sort of ups and downs, cheating on Katie over the years. I mean, yes, it was possible that Katie motorboated a dick, whatever that means. But for the most part, Katie was very, let's just say, I'm going to be generous and say, Katie has never come off as a great person on the show. In fact, like she's come off as somewhat miserable. When you pull back and you look at it, you say, okay, but she was with this guy who also is sort of like that bumbling, lovable idiot, which is infuriating because like no one is more infuriating than the guy who just, it's like, oh, well, he wouldn't know any better. Like, you know what I mean? That's just, it's like infuriating, right? So 
Schwartz fell on the sword for the Coachella thing, possibly. He, you know, obviously, I don't think it was any news to Katie that, like, he was probably messing around with people pretty quickly, if not during their marriage, right? Like, but pretty quickly after. But Raquel, in this newest episode, there's this thing with them, maybe her asking him if he wants to make out. They didn't do it. Schwartz's only question in response to that was, are we still filming? Which is very sus. But we see that on this newest press tour, Schwartz has been standing next to Sandoval in a lot of interviews where he's being asked whether or not he is hooking up with Raquel. And Schwartz, every time, takes this on the chin. I want to play this one interview clip between them where Sandoval's looking at him with this sort of like sly smile on his face. He's almost enjoying it too much as Schwartz has to field these questions. Okay, I'm going to play the clip. Yeah, I mean, listen, do I regret it? Is that what you're asking? <laughs> There's an asterisk next to this, but overall, no, I don't regret it. What was your reaction when your boy came to you and was like, listen, look at this, is what happened? Uh, I was stoked. I mean, I thought it was fun. I, I, I literally, like, they were, like, went behind this little, like, um, like, like, greenery wall and I like went and cracked two beers and handed it to him. I don't know. So are you the ultimate wingman now? I guess. He's you know? Guilty by association. Oh, oh my god. On. He made me do it. I didn't want to do it. Yeah. He's like, okay. If you don't do it, you're no, a wussy. You're so Tom Schwartz does give Raquel a little smooch. It appears to be no more or no less than that. Right? But I'm guessing that Sandoval sent him in to give her that smooch because he's hiding all of this. Oh, to take the heat off. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Especially I that- if that Dumois rumor had come out. They have mm-hmm. to make out at least once publicly or on camera to keep up this lie. Mm-hmm. Guilty by association. Talent on themselves. Now, listen, there's no doubt in my mind that Sandoval has enough on Schwartz to absolutely bury him. Like, even if just, like, cheating stuff aside, like, you know, I'm not going to get into it, but, like, if you look up Tom Sandoval on the various, like, Bravo and Vanderpump Rules Reddits, there's some, like, thoughts about maybe a problem or two that he has, right? Over the years, it's sort of a hidden thing. Mm Mm-hmm. So like, you know, and and by the way, I don't put that I don't put that above Tom Sandoval to be to be to throw that back in his face. Tom is like known to same as Jack's when they're floundering, throw each other under the bus. So there's yeah, more here. There's like if you want to go into all the relationship overlaps, there's PowerPoint in the notes. But then. After Ariana finds out at the band show, we find out from one of Raquel's friends who went over to the Vanderpump Rules Reddit, now deleted the account, but her comments remain in infamy. Okay. I mean, most of it's out. I've known of this for months. As the episode kept rolling out, I got more and more nervous for how this was going to come out. Here's what I know for a fact from her. Ariana has been suspicious for months about them. She almost caught them one night when he was sneaking out of the guest room where Raquel was staying. Ariana asked what he was doing in her room, and he said giving her water. It was 4 a.m. So this is me just interrupting to say that, like, it's not uncommon for these people to get 
wasted and just pass out at each other's houses. So that's why she was staying in the guest room, it seems. Okay. Sandoval and Raquel made out at Coachella. The rumors started spreading that she made out with, quote, Tom, so they got Schwartz to go along with the narrative that it was him. The kiss and everything was fake. Tom has been saying he was going to leave Ariana for months, but had a lot of excuses as to why he couldn't. The house, restaurant, Ariana's grandpa dying. It was always something. They tell each other that they love each other. They have matching lightning bolt necklaces, and that is their signal to each other that they love each other. I have to get a cigarette. I'm so sorry. I'm like (laughs) freaking out. (laughs) This is no kidney gate, but this is up there for me with like, I apologize if I'm borderline disorganized or if I misspeak. It's almost that thing where you're too inundated with information. Feels like the SATs, right? When you go in, you're like, I know all the words. I know all the words. And I I think I'm going to nail this section, but, and then like you wind up just, no, I did well. I did okay on the SATs the second time around. First time, not so great. So anyway, they have matching lightning bolt necklaces. That's their signal. Okay. So Raquel has shared with a few friends about this, including me, but no castmates except for Schwartz. The band knew because they would frequently hook up after shows. So there goes Tom Sandoval and the most extras in the Reliable book as well. The most extras are now also canceled. The night of Watch What Happens Live, Ariana goes through Tom's phone, finds the video, sends it to Raquel, and says, you're dead to me. Since Ariana knew that her and Sheena were together, she texted it to her, and when Sheena saw it, she confronted Raquel and hit her. She then FaceTimed me, and I saw it. It's not that bad. I think that's basically it. So when Sheena and... Raquel were on Watch What Happens Live. Raquel gifted Andy a Tom Tom sweatshirt that was, I don't know if it was released for Pride. I believe it was released for Pride. I did some recon because I initially thought that maybe, well, I'll get into it. But the two, like she gave, she gave Andy this sweatshirt. Now, this sweatshirt is something that she wore often. Limited edition merch. It was also what Tom wore when he dressed as Raquel for Halloween. But on this sweatshirt is a lightning bolt. And first of all, can I just say, what losers? Like, what fucking, like, literally, this is what virgins do. (laughs) This is what 12-year-olds do to be like, this is my symbol that I love you. Like, it's like, well, your symbol that you love each other is like hanging out fucking and like loving each other. Yeah, You know, that's like really the symbol. But to have this little like wink is very... Yeah, it's giving like purity culture or something. Except it couldn't be wor- it couldn't be worse, right? So, do you think they were soaking while the other Tom did the jumping on the bed? <laughs> Tiffany A plus, baby, because that's no, that's like it's actually of that nature where it's like you yeah. are. It's so juvenile, right? Yeah. And I almost want to. I almost want to like do these things where it's like I treat them dumb, but in some way, like you know what? Like I treat them like they're dumb, right? And like I think in many ways, like. They are not savvy the way that most people I would say that I intentionally surround myself with in Los Angeles. I consider them to be savvy, right? They are not that. But I do think that there's something very sinister about playing dumb. It's almost worse than like anything else you can do in some ways. Mm -hmm. So like I kind of want to treat them with kid gloves, but they're both just I guess the point is they're both just losers. So. Yeah, this lightning bolt necklace that Tom wears, 
made by Kyle Chan, friend of the show who made Katie's engagement ring, who I believe also made Raquel's engagement ring. He's like the jeweler for Vanderpump Rules, which is actually now makes makes him sound kind of like a joke. But I guess he is a good guy and he's in the he's in the thing. So anyway, I, I started to look into the lightning bolt situation for Tom Tom because it doesn't make sense to me why they would have lightning bolts on the sweatshirt. And I was like, oh, my God, please tell me that he did not print up these sweatshirts, these be- bedazzled sweatshirts that Raquel gave to Andy, because like that's also the symbol of their love. No. So Tom Tom, despite being steampunk themed, which is just weird, Lisa. Like that was always such a weird call to me that like their logo would be like gears and like <laughs> like I didn't I didn't really think that we were like craving a steampunk revival. <laughs> also, but like a steampunk bar with like $16 cocktails is sort of like spitting in someone's face. I don't know whose, but it's de- like definitely uh, anything adjacent to the word punk and a $16 cocktail is lame. So I guess that Tom, it, Tom Tom has always had these lightning bolts in like their pride merch. Maybe their pan. Huh. Tom and Rachel. I don't know. But like it's it's just interesting that like there's something so off brand, but then like Tom Tom has these lightning bolts. But also like the lightning bolt itself as a symbol is pretty banal, right? Like mm-hmm. it's up there with like a star, a heart, Infinity. like you know, yeah, a peace sign. Yeah. You know what? It's just like it's like it's nothing, right? So you wouldn't notice. Oh, my boyfriend's wearing a lightning bolt, and so is this person I consider to be a really close friend who sometimes stays at my house when she's incapacitated. They're both wearing lightning bolts. Like it's, you know, a little dime a dozen in that, in that sense. Okay. But I, but, but I think this lightning bolt necklace from Kyle Chan, what was the price tag on it? Cause I saw it on Reddit earlier. Let me look. It's not cheap. Raquel's looks kind of cheap. Tom's is like mm, thousands. Hold on. Let me see. Yeah. It's uh, at least 3,500. For this, for this lightning bolt. Okay. So we now are down to Schwartz and Sandy's watering hole that I attended last week. They made a statement on their Instagram. Now, it's important to remember Schwartz and Sandy as well, while bearing their name, much like TomTom, TomTom, they only own 5% each in. But Schwartz and Sandy's was their brainchild. They did, however, have to bring on a more experienced restaurateur. Tom uh, Sandoval borrowed $250,000 thousand dollars from his mom who is a firefighter <gasps> firefighter she's now in retirement that's a lot of money yeah, yeah. i did just hear you yawn and it's okay no no that was um, a, that was a gasp <laughs> i was like i was like i i it's like probably her bedtime and also like this is a little you know but this is for this is for the true g's okay all of us who were on the reddit all weekend So Schwartz and Sandy's posts, in light of the recent news, we appreciate the many words of support, but we also understand the outpouring of outrage that is directed that has been directed towards our business. However, those of us who are not famous have dedicated our time, hearts and money to make this restaurant a reality. We, too, are disappointed by the current situation, as Ariana has always been a good friend and great supporter of the restaurant. We appreciate that you may feel a certain way, but please understand that the livelihoods of others also depend on this business. There are far more people involved in the venture than just Tom Sandoval and Tom Schwartz. Our staff, from the waitresses and bartenders to the cooks and dishwashers, all had nothing to do with this unfortunate situation. 
please take into consideration that posting negative comments affects more than just the individual you may be upset with. Our goal has always been to been to create a place where our community can come and enjoy a fun atmosphere with good food and friendly service, and we intend to continue focus on that endeavor. Okay, so it is true. Like everyone knows, a a restaurant, much like a production, much like anything else, it is far more than just its stars, right? It's a whole. There's a whole universe of people propping that up. So Sandoval hops online, and he makes a statement that is incredibly underwhelming. He writes, this is so, I mean, okay, wait, hold on. I really do have to find that cigarette. Hold on. This is standing between me and my, my, uh, will to live. (laughs) Where are you? So where are you at with where we are now? I'm, I'm with you. But are you, okay. But like, what, what are your thoughts on all of this? I've got many thoughts. I mean, it's a, uh, the, the it feels incredibly juvenile and i feel like if you were in a secret signal giving relationship with someone for over a year regardless of your financial like obligations and the admin of having to untangle your assets from those with your partner it just seems like really childish to continue this on and, and knowing that obviously this is going to fucking come out at some point. Like, I feel very Ned about it. I'm like, did you not think that this would come out? This isn't like like a little, you know, a little kiss, a little snog at Coachella that's like, that can be papered over. Like, oh, yeah, sorry about that one thing. This is like, this goes so much deeper than that. And it feels like, why not just do the painful thing and like do the painful, messy thing? I don't know. It also because makes me want to dive back in. With Ariana... And he just took out a second mortgage on it to open his place. And a lot of people, and this is a comment I see get brought up on the Vanderpump Rules subreddit quite a bit in the last 48 hours I agree with, is that a lot of people prefer to get caught cheating than to break the news. Uh Which is like, what are the odds that his phone with a popped up notif on it uh, with a preview of Raquel masturbating while he's on screen time would fall out of his pocket like freshly Vaselined <laughs> while his girlfriend is in the front row with Kristen, his ex-girlfriend, who is like the, she's dog the bounty hunter. Like, <laughs> she, Kristen's dog the bounty hunter, like to the point where it's like, I'm almost like sometimes you want someone like Kristen around, sometimes you don't. Because like Ariana's taking a slew of info, and I know Kristen's the type to be like, she I don't think Kristen really puts it through the sensitivity filter. Mm. Like she seems to be like the type who's like, oh, and here's a picture of Schwartz, or here's a picture of Sandoval and Schwartz like sucking each other off that came up off of my friends. You know, like it's like, oh my God, like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's like she doesn't, you know, like I, I'm kind of like, okay, be careful. Because, like, you don't want to know everything sometimes, right? Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's just unnecessary. But what are the odds that all of that would be coming to a head while all of that's happening, right? So it Mm. does feel like in the same way he sort of, you know, Ariana's father dies. And uh, Tom has been, sorry, Sandoval has been very unhappy in his relationship with Kristen for quite some time. She had cheated on him with Jax. She, She blew Jax when they were watching Drive together. Um, while Sandoval was sleeping in the next room. <laughs> I know. 
I need to go back and I, I oh I need to return to Vanderpump Rules. I really do. Yeah. Imagine having silent sex while watching Drive, which is already <laughs> a really quiet movie. <laughs> I mean, like the moments you get a little bit of that like wall of sound booming music, like maybe that's when all the action was happening. But like your boyfriend, they were in a I've been in that apartment. It's like, you know, I mean, it couldn't be more cheap Hollywood old apartment like they're anyway, it's so bold. So Tom writes this Instagram post. By the way, it's you are it like ampersand you know what i mean like he's do it's very casual hey i fully understand and deserve your anger and disappointment towards me but please leave schwartz and my family and my friends and family out of this situation schwartz specifically only found out about this very recently and most definitely did not condone my actions (laughs) this was a very personal thing Also, Schwartz and Sandy's might have my name on it, but also there are three other partners and 20 employees who especially rely on the restaurant for income for them and their families. Just like TomTom, I'm a small part of a much bigger thing. Please direct your anger towards me and not them. They did nothing wrong. I'm, I'm so sorry that my partners, Greg, Brett, and Schwartz, and our employees have to suffer for my actions. I will be taking a step back and taking a hiatus out of respect for my employees and partners. I need some time to address everything else. Sorry for everything. Dash. So a lot of people were like, he didn't apologize to Ariana. I'm going to tell you something. This is the most tasteful thing he's done. I feel. Because I don't feel he's sorry to Ariana. No. And also, like, we make fun of it all the time. Like, it's the Ned. It's the Adam Levine. It's the whole thing, right? It's the, you know... It's the, I'm sorry I got caught, and also here is a public half-hearted apology. Let's be real. He's trying to say, leave my restaurant alone. Stop, like, giving my bar one-star reviews on Yelp. Mm. Like, people rely on this for their salary. Yelp has shut them, has shut down the reviews on the restaurant for now. Sensible. What do you think about how slapdash this apology is? It's so shit that it feels like he's written it without any external help. Do you accept it as a fan? (laughs) I I guess it's for us, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is. It is uh, unremarkable in every conceivable way. I don't know if anybody's satisfied with that. So Greg, the business partner who I thought might have been the guy that I met, um, last week when we were eating there he is that's not him and by the way this is very true of all of the vanderpump restaurants is that they really do that good job of having the managers come around you know like you're if you're at sir like it's not been one it's been multiple times that guillermo himself co-owner of sir has come out and been like are you enjoying your meal like they really do work this on a sort of you know political level whereas i have to say that there's most restaurants i've been to the manager of the restaurant has not come up to me but that's what you're paying for isn't it because it's not the mediocre salad you're paying for the idea that you might get a glimpse of someone that you've seen on tv you're paying for that sweet sweet guillermo facetime exactly Uh so uh, but greg actually is like an old ass man who is friends with lisa and ken and he's a restaurateur as well who 
and invested a lot of money into Tom Tom. They have a bad contract in Tom Tom. That's what I learned from the one episode I just watched, the one that most recently aired. So the fans are going nuts. Now, did I tell did I mention to you that Ariana had a book deal that Tom weaseled his way into? No. So the thing with Ariana is like, okay, there's two people on Vanderpump Rules that could have written a book. And they did it. So Stassi wrote her book, two times New York Times bestseller, Stassi. Ariana was offered a cocktail book that was going to be like a mixture of stories and cocktails because she's a bartender. So cute. Tom, yeah, fancy AF cocktails is what it wound up being. Tom would not, could not settle not being a part of the book. And actually, in the few clips we saw of him with their first collaborator or ghostwriter, as you would say, who did wind up suing them, I believe. She was in those scenes and like Tom was just interrupting the meeting like a disruptive child. That's maybe like if you're working from home and like there's a three-year-old in the background being like, look at my somersault. you know what i mean like that's what it felt like and it's like yeah like you know someone's always doing somersaults back there sorry about that but you know everyone in the you know meeting is slightly horrified but also patiently laughing so we see a a great tiktok that's in the notes of a fan painting over tom on the cover i also do want to use this opportunity to shout out that ariana does have her own business venture here DFH, aka Drink From Home. She has a cocktail kit that I believe is a subscription service and something called Cloudberry Syrup, which I did not. Do you know what a Cloudberry is? No. It's like a hybrid raspberry. Okay. From what I've read. Yeah. So it's, but that, what a fantastical name, right? Cloudberry. Cute. So we find out now this is possibly gossip that is, it's unsubstantiated as of right now. I have not gotten any tea on whether or not this is true. I've reached out to my sources and tried my best. But there's a guy that is apparently a big shit stirrer who also spread some rumors about Rinna, Lisa Rinna, on a more recent season of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills that turned out to be not true. But he posted these what looked like to be DMs between him and Tom, where he's basically being like, why don't you talk about what you did to Julia? Like in the middle of all of this. So I guess Patrick allegedly has friend a friend named Julia, who Sandoval had also been hooking up with, who he had Sandoval had allegedly said to her that he wanted to marry her. And he allegedly also, according to this Patrick person, made her have an abortion. Right. And so like something to keep in mind, and I haven't even mentioned this, it's you guys, you have to realize I'm unpacking like 15 years worth of entertainment and sad entertainment in a little window here. So I don't know. I don't know about this Julia person, but yeah, Tom allegedly was all also all over another woman at his after party for his Tom Sandoval and the most extras performance in Anaheim over the weekend that was disturbed the entire time. By fans screaming like Ariana and Cheater. I believe Tom's response was at one point when one was particularly disruptive to be like, yeah, we love Ari or something. Oh. Overly friendly, weird. Oh. There was videos of him on TMZ. A lot of people thought he was moving out. The paparazzi thought he was moving out. He was not moving out. 
He was getting merch to sell at the Anaheim show that night. At the time of recording, there have been six mega threads so far on Bravo Real Housewives. And this is in 48 hours. I think they shut them off at like 3,000 comments or something. Oh, shit. No, this is like literally like if you don't have a life, this was your life this weekend. (laughs) Then during our recording... I've gotten another text message. Happy birthday, Nicole Matthew. She sent me this text that says, it's a Dumois screenshot. Beauty queen in crisis mode. That's the subject. Raquel fired her PR team yesterday, which not so coincidentally was the same as Tom Sandoval's PR. Her new team is already on the offensive, creating a narrative that Raquel is also a victim in all of this. When she films with Sandoval later today, she's been advised and is planning to break things off with him. TBD if that happens. The plan is to then go after him for screen, record- for screen recording the FaceTime sex session without Ra- Raquel's consent, which was uncovered by Ariana on Sandoval's phone and led to the unraveling of events. They're planning to allege that Sandoval took advantage of Raquel when she was in a vulnerable moment in life, clouding her judgment, then recording intimate videos of her without her knowledge. She will then go on an apology tour, relaying that she has been devastated by what's unfolded and for betraying one of her best friends, Ariana. At present, Raquel is not taking responsibility for her role in the affair. She's more concerned with correcting the record on the, quote, finger-banging vid than taking accountability for the hurt that she has caused. And just for the record, she didn't have these ideas nor plans to distance from Sandoval until her new PR relayed the strategy to try and save her image. And then there's another thing that says message. She's come to an agreement with new PR on money. So she's back on with new crisis PR. So you can ignore the most recent submission on the topic and this one. The original one stands mess mess. Oh, I don't love that as a PR strategy. I don't love that as a PR strategy either because like it's just easier to be like after all of these months, after like the secret... Now, there's video of Tom at a beauty pageant Raquel was in for Miss California in April of last year around Coachella, where he's cheering Raquel on and a woman next to him goes, she's so beautiful. And he's like laughing. He's like, thank you. (gasps) Why would you say thank you? Yeah. If I was was her, here's how I would spin it. Because I think Um, like... In the short term, deflecting onto Tom is is the strategy. I'm sure it's it's like the first thing you think of. But honestly, I think like I, I have a lot of questions, which is like, if he screen recorded the video, why was she sending it to him? That's what I said to Nicole. I said, like, this is my only thing with it. So I'm wondering which one is the lie, right? Or like the yeah. misunderstanding. Like did Ariana go through his phone after she saw another text from Raquel and saw the this screen grabbed video or but if it's a screen if it's a screen grab of a FaceTime one of them's going to be small and the other one's going to be big mhm who's big and who's small right exactly i feel like i don't know that there are definitely two strategies one is to say like i got caught up in this i was very vulnerable soz which is a strategy but I feel like another one would be to double down and like kind of play the slightly longer game which might be we're really sorry people were hurt we fell in love and 
it like yeah it is what it is and and then just kind of like dig your heels in a little bit and ride out some of the pain for like maybe like a longer term game the millennium mun of it all that's mm-hmm. how i think of it right where it's like we talk about ned we also you know we look at someone like that's a that's another wife guy that was dispelled and i, I would say for all intents and purposes sandoval is a fucking wife guy like mm-hmm. all he's wanted to do is marry ariana and have a child with her for years but ariana is not into marriage and she also doesn't want to have kids she did freeze her eggs it's a couple years ago i believe because like just in case which i think is so smart oh i'm so glad she did that for her but you know yeah 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 i I think i think that the narrative that like that she was that she was kind of swept up and almost manipulated into this is is not going to wash and is not going to fly like really truly like currently the heat is on him but i think soon enough the the like the heat will radiate out into her and i don't think that this is a like i don't think it's believable and i think people will actually be like actually fuck you because there's no ownership and yeah. really truly for an apology to make any sense and for it to work and it for you know for it to stick there has to be like an admission of ownership and guilt and going the other route has um ownership kind of baked into it which is like sorry but (laughs) whereas that is like oh no not me getting caught up in this it's well it's like kind of like this sinister dum-dum thing where it's like are you dumb right or are you a little baby i'm a little baby bambi i couldn't hurt anyone and i don't think people will be look I don't think people are kind to pretty women who <laughs> take other people's men. <laughs> no. And then say that it was not their fault. Well, I mean, because, like Camilla. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm. I'll keep going. Sorry. No, that was it. I'm just thinking like, I don't think that's a very, I don't think that's a very smart strategy. Or, I mean, if she was going to break up with him, then I think the way that she could walk away with it with some sort of like reputation intact would be like, this was like to take ownership of the fact that like that she was complicit and then say how guilty she is and that she can't continue because it just everything is tainted and kind of horrible and be like i think this is done now like i shouldn't have done this i need to walk away i think people would have a degree of respect for that as opposed to like (sighs) pushing the narrative that she was somehow like vulnerable and manipulated into a year-long affair yeah i mean yeah. I mean, obvious. Like, the thing is, is, like, they have to stick together. After all of this, it's the least you can, it's the least you could, like. They got to Brad Manja out. Like, they have to. So I'm looking at, I'm looking at this really quickly on the Reddit to see if anything new has come up. So apparently, some people think that Tom might have blown it all out on James's proposal because he was already sort of having feelings for Raquel. Gross. So there's a picture up right now that says Sandoval wore the same eye makeup to Rachella, which is what they called, or Raquella, which is what they called her proposal because it was a Coachella themed proposal, which by the way, I'm like, 
Coachella is a theme, but does it? Like, whenever people say it's Coachella, things are Coachella-themed, I'm like, what do you mean? Like, people doing drugs in the desert and dressing like <laughs> fucking fools? Like, is there, like, is there, like, Burning Man is maybe more of an aesthetic, but even mm-hmm. that's just, like, you know, sweaty, sweaty polyamory. But <laughs> it's just, like, you know, it's this thing that comes out of his eye. It's, like, five white spikes that come out of his eye, and apparently he wore that same makeup to his Friday night gig. So this might also be another sign because we know that these two are working in signs. But yeah, like it's, this is really sad. Mm. It's really sad. Like it's sad for Ariana, but not really. Like she's going to be fine. Ariana's beautiful. She's genuinely intelligent. She's kind. She's thoughtful. Like, yeah, it's like you're like, what is the thing from the help? Like she's that. All the things that that lady, the, the 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 poor servant says to the fucking child. She's all of those things, right? She's that. This is sad for, it's sad to watch anyone blow up their life, even when you don't really like them. And I'm going to say that I didn't, I don't just, I never disliked Sandoval. I just like, was always like, he's probably not good enough to be dating that girl we like so much, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's that. And I, but I, I will also say his generosity to the point that I have to be considering some things about myself. His generosity always stood out to me as something that was a little, like, unnecessary, truthfully. And when you think about how he borrowed all this money from his mom and all this stuff, and I think he paid for an extra hour of karaoke at my friend's birthday a few years back, like, I'm kind of sitting here thinking, like, maybe you wouldn't have had to take $250,000 from your firefighter mom if you'd not bought cocktails after this thing that you really didn't have. We probably should have bought you cocktails, you know? Yeah. You know, and now, yeah, it's just, yeah. I mean, we probably do have to go, but I really do want to talk about this for a lot longer because all my thoughts have been on the inside. I haven't been able to, like, I'm not, are you kidding? You think I'm, I am not talking in this Vanderpump Reddit because like, that's how you wind up eventually having something really mean said to you or something but <laughs> i guess Gumois had been sitting on blinds about this for quite some time and didn't post them out of respect which i think is interesting because uh-huh. i didn't really know that dumois had that sort of loyalty to pretty much anyone yeah yeah because they just post any old shit really truly without very much like fact checking or verification they're just they're wild out here they're no empty that's for sure Here's some that have come in. Anon has posted, uh, sorry, Anon from personal friend of Ariana Maddox. I spent a lot of time with Ariana, Tom, and Raquel since last summer. No one had any idea this was happening. Ariana considered Raquel a close friend. Like every time we all went out, she was with us. That's what makes this so disgusting on Raquel's part. Ariana is the most genuine person and was completely blindsided by this. Tom and Raquel are completely on the outs and the rest of the cast at this point. We are repulsed. Again, Anon, please. So when... When Dumois posts things in text form, I find that very titillating. Mm-hmm. Because like who's texting you? Mm-hmm. Like this is a this is an iMessage format. So this is another one. Back in September, Tom had a show in San Diego. I went and Raquel was there with Sheena, very intoxicated, no Ariana, no Schwartz that night. I feel like I feel like Raquel's gonna go to treatment. 
Because like the a big thing that they're showing with Raquel this season, just in the one episode I watched, is that she's slamming Cor's lights with like a glass of dark liquor in her. And I thought that was very because like they showed Stassi doing that when she went through some big breakup. She was slamming white wine, but to show Raquel interchangeably chugging brown liquor and Coors Light in a can. Yeah. Felt like a red flag to me. And I'm thinking we're going to get a possible I'm going to treatment storyline. Right. Because like also, how does the guilt, unless you're like really certified psychopath how does the guilt of something like this not have an impact on you if you have sort of any awareness of empathy to like have to go and look in the face of the woman whose boyfriend you've been fucking and like go to work and deal with that I and then hang out and 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 know that it's been going on and on and on without it like feeling like it's rotting you from the inside out oh yeah no I would no no, it would I, be festering yeah. within my soul so deeply. And I think maybe it's like, she, I do think she's a little girl lost in a way. She was a fan of the show. That's one thing I'm seeing over and over again is that Katie sort of calls her a fangirl, mm. which is embarrassing. But also like something always, I always keep my eyes peeled for with these Vanderpump people because like, it's just so easy. They're so easy to to get in contact with. It's like not it's not difficult to work your way into the fold with these people. So super accessible. I've I've always found there's a certain t- there's like a tier of of like known people that feel within reach always. Yeah. <laughs> Oddly enough, like the way I met Ariana is because I I guess she used to read my Tumblr when she was in college or something and like so I tweeted something about the show once and she was like and I was like, what? oh, my God. I was like, Ariana from Vanderpump Rule. Like, it was like, truly, it was like, it knocked my socks off, mm-hmm. you know? So I was like, this is, that was, so that was my introduction to the cast. But I would have never dared to have attempted a friendship or anything or known any of these people. And then they just became very accessible. They're very accessible. Yeah. So someone else wrote another thing. Tom's manager is my best friend's neighbor, and they I've gone out with him a few times, and he's totally alluded to their relationship, Ariana and his being forced by production, which makes me sad because I love Ariana, but he never seemed to be in a good place. They have had, like, a with a lot of long-term couples, and this doesn't excuse any of it, they have had, like, a what seems to be a dead bedroom situation for a while, but I, if, I, if, I mean, like, you know, my bedroom would have been dead with Tom Sandoval from the day we met. So <laughs> they just were young and I think they were hot for each other. Right. You know, I think that's what it is. I so the only way I can imagine and Tom is really nice, you know what I mean? But yeah, I'll post in I'll post up some other stuff that that I've gotten in the last, you know, few minutes, but I can't wait for I can't wait for it to blow over. I'm sure that like rumors and it seems like there's a lot of leaks. Mm-hmm. It also feels like because also these people are also accessible and uh, because like their friends who are not on the show are known, certain pieces of info will be leaking out in the near future about how filming and stuff goes. But the shitty thing about Vanderpump is it's going to be probably months till we see any sort of televised version of this. Oh, you know. If I start watching Vanderpump Rules again, 
then I can key back into my what I think is an excellent Lisa Vanderpump impression. Oh yeah, please. Because I haven't done it in so long, but when I was watching it, I could I could absolutely do it. That sort of like British with a little bit of transatlantic. Oh, I was I was there. Okay, well, g- give me a week. I'll come back next week. <laughs> Can I ask you for this? And this is a maybe. This is on the spot, and I know you're, this is not going to be your best material. But there was a there was a tweet that got me that really made me laugh. That maybe you could do this well. Okay, I'm going to send this to you, and if you can do it, and maybe people can guess who who you're doing. Okay, okay. <laughs> it'll be a fun. I just sent it. Wait, who is this? It's it's Lisa's husband. Oh, which one is Raquel? <laughs> 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 this is from a, from a Twitter user. It says, you know, somewhere out there, Ken Todd is asking, which one is Raquel? <laughs> which is so true. It's so, yeah, that's a perfect tweet to encapsulate uh, how probably most of the Vanderpumps. Lisa Vanderpump will be on Watch What Happens Live tomorrow. And when this episode's airing on Tuesday, it'll be tomorrow. So we'll watch Wednesday, watch what happens live. I'll watch anyway. And Tiffany, I'll put you through it. All right, you guys. So this was the week. That was the week, mostly the last two days. Hope you guys are doing well in light of all of this. <laughs> we'll post about it on Instagram. You can go find us, Trend Lightly Pod. All of our social media is linked underneath the show notes. And you'll also get some bonus links if you go and follow us. If you, sorry, if you go and scroll all the way to the bottom. Yeah, the bonus links are very exciting. Yeah. And we'll talk to you next week. Stay, stay sexy. You <laughs> Sexy, unique restaurant. <laughs> is that what SIR stands for? Yeah, it stands for sexy, unique restaurant. Are you fucking Are you fucking with me? Tiffany, it's on the wall. I swear to God, the first time I saw it, I <laughs> nearly fell on the floor. No, because they don't advertise it on the show what SIR stands for, right? And then no. like, you go to the restaurant and it says on the wall in like, the most... <laughs> It's like the biggest live, laugh, love that's ever lived, where it's his sexy, unique restaurant on the sir. interior above the sir. <laughs> I know. And that's where you get to see, like, Lisa Vanderpump may or may not know what she's doing, but she knows how to stumble into magic. Absolutely. I, I really wanted to make Billy go to sir with me when I was in L.A. last time. <laughs> There's not, it's not, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not here to yuck anyone's yum, but like. You know, if you're gonna if you're gonna get off on that, I just feel like it's like standing in the pink's hot dog line. Like I would never tell a friend to uh-huh. do that. Yeah, I wanted to go and like for the in the same way that one would go to, I don't know, it was like a serial killer's house or something. You know. Uh, well, yeah, yeah. In that sense, you might, yeah, you might want to do the <laughs> Los Feliz mur- murder tour or something as well too. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> anyway, all right, you guys, we love you. Bye. Bye. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm the King Cos girls. I don't know what you wanna be by. I ain't never seen a shawty that look like a double G. Every girl in here ten, but it ain't no Tennessee. And you might just get some money, but it ain't no guarantee. Double G's on the left, double G's on the right. And you know I stay in Texas, I don't really like to fight. Like we in 2013, shawty do it for the fun. Shawty moving real well, I might have to wind it down. Threw the money to the center, now watch it hit the flow. Now rag it up, huh? rap, rap, rag it up, king, bag it up, huh? back.
back, bag it up, can you stack it up? Stack, stack, stack it up. She said, Where you at? Sam Marcus down in Texas. And if I drop a pen, best believe that she on the Thought way. She was important, but I moved her right about the I'm way. Delta cheese tonight. Told her, baby, I got cheese tonight. Get a scholarship. I ain't smoking on no TAC, low tolerance. All these ladies telling me I'm finna blow. Like the tell Shout out Turbo Tax, tax refund. What's another bag? The quarterback at recess. No rush. You gon' end up like a Call of Duty mission. No rush. This ain't UT. Why your shirt orange like a pump? Mama call me, ask me how college is. I said, bust. Hi, I'm Madigan from Your Angry Neighborhood Feminist, the podcast that explores the world through a personal, intersectional feminist perspective. I bring you two episodes a week. Every Monday, I cover something from a wide variety of topics, covering everything from feminist faves throughout history like Audre Lorde, listener coming out stories, and other hot-button topics like toxic masculinity and the Me Too movement as well as plenty feminist history, the good and the controversial. And then every Friday, I bring you a mini What's in the News episode to keep you up to date with everything that's going on today in the world. And with over 580 episodes available to you right now, there's plenty of good stuff to listen to. You can listen to Your Angry Neighborhood Feminist wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to rage on. Bye.